Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to the Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Get driven. Stay driven. Ladies and gentlemen. Good evening, and thank you for tuning in to our Thursday night programming of Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> but why wouldn't you tune into the greatest show heard all around the world? It's almost the end of the year, so you know what that means. It means it's awards season. It's time for the awards. It's time for the Totally Driven Radio Awards. That's right. My name is Bay Ragney. We're here on this Totally Driven Thursday night. And my man down south, my partner in crime, the man who loves to eBay, the man who's still going back and forth in the ropes in the ring, the man known as Mr. Jimmy Gennetti. Hello. Hello. 70, 71 degrees here still. Beautiful. Even. Is it really? Yeah. Nice. Wow. Stars in the sky as I'm as I walk through with with the animal. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. That's what I said. So. Yeah, we're, we're not that lucky here. No. Nah, Although nah, it was forty yeah. today. But coming back tonight to reunite the triple threat, the totally driven triple threat, uh, he's here for a week award season, and uh, I'm thankful he uh, came back. Uh, he decided, uh, well, I asked him, because he was here for most of the year, and he, uh, he remembers stuff better than all of us. The man, the myth, the legend himself, our good friend, Mr. Nick. Wilkinson. What's going on there, buddy? What's up, guys? Jimmy, I didn't know you were an eBay freak. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I Actually, in the last 35 days, I've reached 60 items sold. And that's oh, wow. items themselves. Yeah, there's a, you know, that's pretty good, actually, for, for the season. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, I'm doing all right. 
this year so far. Nice. Well, the end of this year. Anyway, but yeah, I'm doing all right. Yeah, man, I love yeah, the actually, day, and I, I love the new uh, – they give you money back now on your purchases. You know what I mean? Like every three months they'll cut you a coupon that's like a percentage of what you spent. So that's pretty cool. Your, your eBay bucks. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. eBay bucks. Yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, that, that's been like a, a big part of the show now, Nick, is, is like our little eBay – discussion each week we, we've been talking a lot of ebay stuff lately there you know the the selling and buying of ebay stuff oh dude, yeah, that's been, my discussion i've been an ebay been member fun. since the second year they were in service yeah ebay is a beautiful thing we'll, we'll have to touch on some ebay later on because we really haven't talked nick uh, I, did you see that no, I actually went to an actual, an actual auction I went to? You know what? I saw you post something about that, about going and you getting your first thing. Yeah, I went and, uh, yeah, uh, we'll, we'll save that story for later. We'll talk about that. We'll talk some eBay stuff. Yeah, but I went to an actual auction, um, and I bought some stuff, and I flipped some of the stuff on eBay already. And I, already made my money, I made my money back on my first sale, so. Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's fun. Hopefully in 2017, I'll be doing a lot more of that. There you go. There you go. All so, right. It is awards time. It's a, we have a, a bunch of categories um, that we're going to be discussing. But before we get into all the award talk and all that stuff, uh, Kristen Burt will be calling in in about five minutes. And uh, we've been having some a lot of great fun with Kristen the last uh, so many months because she now she like literally hangs out for about a half hour, and uh, I mean we've been talking all types of stuff, all types of categories, uh, a lot of the big talk the last few weeks. I don't know if you've been uh, checking this out, Nick, but uh, Leah Remini's uh, show about Scientology. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah, so we we've been really diving into the world of Scientology and Leah Remini and uh, discussing that whole insanity. Um, but yeah, but she's going to have, uh, the new story of the year for us. And I guess we can try to pick like a totally German person of the year. Um, if we can think of somebody off the bat, um, if she has anybody prepared, but, uh, yeah, so we'll be talking to Kristen in a little bit. And then after we talk to Kristen, maybe we'll, then we'll do like the eBay talk. And then around nine o'clock, we can start going into the, getting into the awards. Awesome. And you know what? Let's. Let, I'm going to run down the categories real quick for everybody that's tuning in. Uh, here are we actually started this last year. Last year was the first time we did our uh, 20. We did 2015 awards last year, and actually, I guess I should name off the winners from last year. Um, best bumper, which is the best uh, caller ID, where uh, one of our listeners calls in or one of our guests calls in, uh, and at the end of the interview, I always have them say, uh, hey, this is Joe Blow or John Doe, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. Uh, for last year, the winner of that was uh, Ernest Thomas from What's Happening. Um, as a matter of fact, I, I, I should play it, but, well, I'll play it later on. But uh, next up was Funniest Guest. And uh, our funniest guest last year, believe it or not, was our old co-host. Uh, or they had their own show on the network, and they uh, they left earlier this year. Um, the one and only Coco and Wee Wee. Uh, they were our funniest guests from 2015. Next up was totally driven guest. 
And our totally German guest uh, of 2015 was Kennedy Noel, good friend of the show, who um, just discussed her uh, her battle of uh, of cancer multiple times, no less. And she's like, what is she next? 16, 17 years old at the time. Oh yeah, dude, and I and I can't wait to talk about this again because she just did another show with Kelly Clarkson and all that. It was awesome. Oh, nice, nice, cool. Uh, let's see what else did we do. Uh, the funniest moment of the show. Uh, last year's funniest moment of the show was when uh, Frank had called in uh, our original, my original co-host of the show, Frank Namoli. He had called in at some point and he started talking some gibberish, and I just hung up on him. And everybody was blown away and hysterical that I actually hung up on him. So that won that moment last year. Uh, best uh, best musical guest last year. Um, was Bumblefoot, Ron Bumblefoot Thaw, uh, formerly of Guns N' Roses, who um, it seems every time he called in, he always was exposing stuff. And at one point, had gotten in a lot of trouble with Axl Rose um, the first time he actually came on the show. But he was our best musical guest last year. Um, our best guest, now this is not best interview, but just overall best guest. It was actually a tie last year. Uh, it was um, Ernest Thomas, and Danica McKellar from uh, the Wonder Years. Winnie from the Wonder Years. Winnie. Yeah. And then uh, best interview last year, overall interview, was um, Athena from XYs of Rock, who um, she gave us that real in-depth interview, and she, like, talked everything and anything, no holds barred, and she really um, she really dove deep. And you know what? I want her to come back because so much in her life has changed. Since the last time we talked to her, she's uh, she's actually back with her husband now. You know, it, it, what's crazy is it's going to be so hard to top that interview in general because she was so open and so raw. You know what I mean? Yeah. And there was a lot of stuff, like, I didn't know. Like, I, I, I didn't know. I just didn't know. You know, so stuff like she was springing on us were, like, shocks and surprises. It was just... Yeah, it was a tough one. It's going to be tough to beat. Uh, and then we also had uh, the Driven Darling of the Year, which is our segment on the website. Um, and last year, uh, the winner was, Mar- what's that, Nick? Mar- Marena Bacharin? Marena Bacharin, yes. Yeah. From Gotham, from Deadpool, uh, the voice of Gideon on The Flash. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, so she was our Driven Darling of 2015, and uh, this this year we've added the Driven Dude to the website that uh, my wife has been picking, and so we have that category this year to add to our awards uh, category. So we're going to have a, a fun discussion later on the show. I cannot wait. And actually, we're going to have a fun discussion right now, because here she is. She's ready. We're ready. Let's welcome to the show our good friend, Miss Kristen Burt. Hello, Kristen. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? And, and we have uh, Nick is back for tonight, so we're all excited. Hi, Nick. Hi, hi, happy holidays. Happy holidays to you. We miss you. Oh, I miss you guys, too. Oh, it's going to be a fun show. It is, it is. So how quiet are things out there right now? It's so dead. Um, and I've, it's so funny because uh, the industry primarily closed down last Friday. couple things, you know, happened uh, 
but by Wednesday, it's just, it's a ghost town here. And I've had articles to write um, just to finish up. And so we have some content, you know, going up on, on the site um, over the holidays. And it's, it's right. because I have nothing going on. Like I don't have to like go and do an interview or like go to an event or anything else like that. It has taken me, like I finished my last article today and I will tell you, it's, it's like when you're a senior in high school and you've got that last month and you have that last term paper that's what it felt like. I mean, I wandered around my house. I ate a snack. I like played with my cat. I like pulled around on the internet. Like, it's just one of those things that you're like, I could not focus. And then finally I was like, okay, I've got to do this because this is the only thing holding me back from my vacation at this point. And I got to know about an hour ago. I, I have felt the same way because usually like my email is like blowing up with all types of different stuff. And it's just been quiet. And I just can't get focused because it, it's like there's no, um, just no rush now to get everything done. It's just like very low key. Yeah, and it's just one of those things. I do want to tie up loose ends. I don't want to leave anything hanging. Like I could have left this article honestly for the first week of January, but I'm like, no, let me just finish it, and that way I start off the year with a clean slate. It's a better feeling in the end. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, has it always really been like that, though? Like, I mean, we, we've been at the show now here for four years. I think you've been with us for how long? It's been, it might be three years you've been with us, two years at least. Yeah, it's two or three. Yeah, for sure. Now, is the, has the industry always done that where they shut down at the end of the year? Or is it something like over the last so many years that's really become more and more um, prevalent? It's interesting to me when I worked in New York City in the entertainment industry, we would shut down the 23rd or however the calendar fell, whatever that last workday was before Christmas Eve. And I, I would honestly sometimes fly home like the night of the 23rd, the morning of the 24th, something like that. Um, when I moved out to Los Angeles, I realized, oh, things are much, much different. And when, once production shuts down, and they usually try and shut down about two weeks before Christmas, um, just because I think for a lot of shows, it's just a matter of, you know, you don't want to be throwing things at an editor on December 20th, um, you know, for a January 2nd deadline, that kind of thing. So what it is, it has a lot to do with lead time and like we need to finish on set so that when we get to the editing process, we do have a little bit of, of, of cushion there. Um, but right. New York is very different because New York is just like you work yourself to the bone. Uh, the pace is very different. You come out to L.A. and you're so used to the rat race on the East Coast. And then everything here is like, you, we got it. Don't worry. Relax. Chill. The sun is shining. Go outside. Um, so when you move east to west, it's a very different pace to, to deal with. And, you know, I, I will say about the Northeast, people are more educated. And I know this is a sweeping generalization, but people work harder. Um, the work ethic is stronger. People are on time more. LA and I, I do think a lot of it has to do with the sunshine and the weather and everything else and we do have like this horrific traffic but people are a little bit lazier people flake out faster people just don't necessarily know what's going on all the time um so when I meet people from the east coast I get really excited to work with them because I know exactly what I'm going to get in the end product you know, I, I know exactly what you mean, though, because when, when we moved from Philadelphia to Phoenix, it was it's like night and day. Like, if you have to be somewhere at 8 o'clock here, 8.20 is still accessible. 
Do you guys have you ever watched L.A. Story with Steve Martin, Sarah Jessica Parker, and like he shows up to brunch like an hour and fifteen minutes late, and they're like, "Oh, you're the first one here." It's not a joke. It happens all the time. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That is so funny. Now, how about like the, the big thing out there naturally? Um, that's always it's always happening no matter what is the traffic. Is the traffic worse now? <laughs> between the, the holidays and people being off and things are shut down or um you know it's uh the traffic is uh kids got out of school last week so the kids have had the this week off fully and um so it's been a little bit more traffic but as the week has gone on and people fly out of town it's gotten a lot better um because nobody's from LA <laughs> everyone's from somewhere else so they usually go home for the holidays Although we did have a rainstorm last night, which just makes L.A. dangerous and a mess all on its own, whether it's a holiday or not. So um, it just really depends on what is happening. Wow. It really is a whole different world out there. It, it is. And, it's, um, and I, I truly do believe, and, you know, it's important to get out of L.A. as much as possible because we do live in a bubble. Um, and we live in a bubble where most people's politics are very similar. We live in a bubble where you're just like, oh, what do you mean you pay for the movies? You know, we're so used to screenings and things like that. Um, so it's good to get out and live a, a real life and where people have normal jobs and um, uh, don't think that, you know, seeing a movie three months ahead of time is, is normal. <laughs> <laughs> or that every party, or that you should walk out of every party with a gift bag. <laughs> I would love to experience that. Like that must be so freaking wild. It is. And then once you have like so much stuff in your house, you're like, this is just stuff. That's all it is. I mean, I do on my blog, I do probably give away three, sometimes four times a year just to get move stuff out because there's only so much you can give to your friends and your family and um, everyone else. There's only so much skincare. They're like, I've got enough now from you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, at a certain point, I just do a, gi- a giveaway for, you know, my followers and just say, hey, you know, I have a ton of stuff. I want to give it to you. And people love that. That's awesome. That is so awesome. So, all right. So, um, I, I guess we should talk top stories of the week first. Yeah. And, I mean, it's funny. This, a lot of the top stories of the week are very similar to kind of what we talked about um, over the year. Um, in terms of, um, you know, and I hate to, the Kardashians continue to just sort of crumble. Um, if anyone was paying attention on social media, you watched Black China and Rob kind of have this very public fight. And he hacked into her Instagram and, and started posting private texts of her with uh, talking to other men. Um, also private text with her friend talking about how she is sort of playing Rob Kardashian, which I don't think, I mean, to anyone that has followed this whole saga, this is not much of a surprise. I mean, I do feel like Rob kind of got roped into this whole thing. Um, and he's had a lot of struggles and he's depressed and he's overweight. And I don't think this helps the situation at all. And to the point that the family has, not invited Black China to their famous Christmas Eve party. And I, I will tell you, Chris Jenner throws one heck of a Christmas Eve party. And if you're in town, you want to go. You know, this whole thing with um, 
with uh, Black China, you know, and, and I remember when they first got together, we were all talking about it. We were all pretty skeptical about it. I think this was so calculated on her part and to, to even down to getting pregnant, it just seemed so planned in her head because now she has her grips into that Kardashians forever with this kid now. Mm-hmm. And, and now all of a sudden, boom, what? But I mean, the baby's what, a month old, if that? And now all of a sudden they're done? Yeah, I mean, she, and the crazy thing is if you watch any of his Snapchat story, and I got to tell you, I watched it, she cleared out not only the the baby's um, nursery, like of all the furniture, like took everything out, which I'm sure, you know, was ni- really nice, expensive furniture. Sure. He also, she also cleared out... Um, she has a, another son, obviously, with Tyga. She cleared out that room of his furniture that, you know, Rob had bought and paid for. And I'm like, what is this? Like, that is so strange. I'm like, if I feel like I'm in a dangerous situation, I pack up, you know, stuff for the baby and the clothes and make sure I have everything and I get out. I don't bring in movers to take out the furniture on top of it. You know what I mean? Like, my priority is my kids and nothing else. Everything else yeah. can be replaced. She's shady. She's she's just shady. I think she is shady too. And and you know, and I hate like accusing a woman of like getting pregnant for the money train, but I was like, God, I feel it on this one. <laughs> I just smell a rat. There's too many weird connections, you know, Kylie's dating Tyga and like there's too many weird family ties and it's uncomfortable. It's a little creepy and and you know it has to be bad when the Kardashians, like, still invite Lamar Odom to their Christmas party and still invite Scott Disick, who both of them have had plenty of um, infractions with that family, but they're not inviting Black China. Yeah. You know, and the sad thing is, like, I was thinking about this the other day, and I hate even to say it, but I really think this is going to put Rob over the edge. I really do. I Like, I don't think it's going to end good for him. I, I don't, I'm just really scared for him. I am too. Um, based off of, I, I mean, and people are always like, they're doing it for publicity, but I'm like, he chose not to appear on camera on his family show where he was making a paycheck for two years because right. not only um, was he clinically depressed, but he was embarrassed by the weight gain and, you know, they're, they're tied into each other, of course. Um, but he would only go out at night. I mean, we, look, we've all, everyone, I think most people, I'd say 99% of the world has had a point in their life where they have felt uncomfortable where their weight is at. You know, even if you've put on 10 pounds, your body doesn't feel good. And right. you're embarrassed. You wear like sweatpants or you wear the baggy sweater and everything else. But you still go out during the daytime. I mean, he was literally going out at night only to be, you know, so the paparazzi wouldn't detect him and he would just sneak around and, you know, he was binge eating. And that to me is really depressing. Um, it makes me sad for him because it's, it's a life that no one should have to lead. And, you know, now he has this baby that he was very excited about, um, but it's a really toxic relationship. So that does not help the situation. Yeah. And this whole thing, it really is a shame. It really is. Yeah. It's just, it's not a happy story. And like when people still say to me, and I get this when I travel, like out of the the LA bubble, they're like, do you know the Kardashians? Have you met the Kardashians? I wish I was a Kardashian. And I'm like, what part of you really wants to be a Kardashian? Because I, again, I keep looking at it and it's, you know, there's addiction there. There's depression there. 
There's uh, a lot of tragedy um, that comes with a lot of money, but having a lot of money has brought them a lot of sadness. And yeah. I don't wish that on anyone. You know, and, and that's you got to give them credit. And, and Jeanette's probably cringing right now, but no matter what, um, what craziness, um, and it's been a lot of hectic craziness and wackiness that's gone on in their lives the last few years, but they still manage to be successful in in business. You know what I mean? And, and entertainment. And no matter what's going on behind the scenes or even in front of our eyes. They still manage to, you know, be successful. Yes. I mean, what they're selling, and they're selling a lifestyle. And so a lot of people buy into that lifestyle. Um, and, and then a lot of people don't buy into the lifestyle. And then they think when Kim is, you know, <laughs> handcuffed in a bathroom in Paris and being robbed at gunpoint, they think she's faking it for, for publicity. And I was like, no, no one brings that on themselves unless they are like fat shit crazy. And I, she's not. Do you know what I mean? Like I, right. she's very smart. I think she's done a lot of things for social media. Like she knows that a photo of her butt is going to get a lot of hits and everything else. But I don't think she's so insane that she's locking herself in a bathroom, handcuffing herself, and hiring men to rob her at gunpoint. There's, yeah. there's a difference. Yeah. But it does sort of show you, like, the, the level of apathy in today's audience. You know what I mean? Like, like mm-hmm. everybody, and of course, when I say everybody, I don't mean everybody, but there was so many people that were just like, oh, she's faking it. It's for, you know, like, they just couldn't comprehend that it would have affected her in a serious way, being held at gunpoint. You know what I mean? Like, it's not right. an everyday thing, and people are acting like it's no big deal because they don't really... You know, it's that same uh, philosophy with, with Internet tough guys. You know what I mean? They wouldn't do it in real life, but, you know, it's the Internet. So what's it matter to them? <laughs> yeah, I mean, and it's it's going on on a constant basis with us, I think. Um, you know, I feel like I, I open Twitter every morning, and it's like the new controversy. I mean, today, I you know, and look, I, I did not vote for Trump. I'm not a big fan of his at all, but why is Ivanka Trump with her kids being yelled at <laughs> um, when she's on the jet blue flight? Like that to me, I'm like, wh- where's our decency gone? You know what I mean? Because like, I oh, yeah. agree Absolutely. with your dad. I'm not going to be yelling at Ivanka on a jet blue flight or, uh, especially when she's got her kids with her. Especially when he has with her kids. And I, and I don't care. You know what? And honestly, people are like, well, if it had been her brother, it would have been, it would have been the same. It would have been a different story. And I was like, well, it's, if Donald Jr. was with his kids, I don't expect people to be yelling at him either. Yell at Donald Trump. I mean, that's fair game. He's president-elect. Obama's had to deal with it. Bush dealt with it before him. Um, it comes to the territory, but, like, I just, I mean, she was there as a private citizen that day. She was flying coach. I, I'm like, come on, people. Like, there is a level of, like, common decency here. I think that's a story right there that, uh, like nobody's going to discuss. She's like, coach. Like, why? Why was she flying coach? I was blown away by that. There was a huge group of them um, flying. Like, I know her cousins were there, the kids were there, she was there. I, I think. I mean, and I've got to, you know, be honest too. Maybe it was a thing of like we already planned this trip. 
Um, there's a lot of us. We don't want to be, look like we're spending a ton of money. Let's just fly JetBlue. Mm-hmm. It's totally fine. Right. I don't think, like, I mean, Ivanka, I do feel like, has some common sense about her. Um, and I don't, I'm not, I don't really have, like, any sort of feeling. Like, I kind of like her. I'm like, I don't agree with her dad's politics. I don't agree with her dad, but I'm like, I kind of dig her. She does probably live in a little bit of a bubble, not understanding what most working women are dealing with, you know, because she does have a lot of money. But I also think that she's a very smart, well-spoken woman. And hopefully she'll speak to the working class woman as well, or she'll find a way to have that voice. Cause I think she's going to be representing her dad a lot more versus um, her stepmother, because it looks like Melania is going to hold back while um, Baron's in school, so. Yeah, yeah it's almost I like she he's going to be like the friend, too. I mean, Bay, could you imagine if you're in that situation? Like, I know that I wouldn't have um, not been able to engage. You know what I mean? Like, there's no way I would have been, like, the bigger man in that situation because, it, it, it was almost unbelievable that it was happening. And she played it cool and was with the kids and just let them do their job. You know what I mean? Like, it, it goes, it says a lot to her character, I think. Yeah, I mean, I I think she's handled herself well through this whole entire thing. And look, you know, there's, there's as, for as many supporters as he has, he has as many distractors. And that was going to happen no matter who won the election. Um, and I, but I think like she's got cooler heads prevail when it comes to her, and I, I do appreciate that. Yeah, I, I think she um is definitely like the most level-headed one out of that family, and probably the most respected too. Yeah, I I do have a lot of respect for her, and um, you know, everyone's like, well, you know, her clothing lines made in overseas, and I'm like, who isn't these days? It's very hard to find clothing lines. <laughs> Made in America, maybe this will inspire her to change that, and maybe that will happen. I don't know, but, um, you know, she'll be called out on it, so maybe she will inspire change. Like, that's all, that's all you can hope for, you know? Right. But I'm not, I'm not interested in her attacking her on Twitter or anything. I'm not interested in going, like, why isn't your clothing line made in the U.S.? I, <laughs> I got bigger fish to fry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, too funny. So, all right, so... um. Was there any other stories you wanted to talk about, the uh, current stories? or? Um, you know, the other interesting story that we've talked about a lot this year and just kind of like throwing it out there, there's not a lot to say, but um, that Brad Pitt has been trying to shut down um, Angelina Jolie from talking to the press. And basically he's saying she has no self-regulating mechanism, saying she's just throwing all the dirt out there in the press. And he's trying to get the judge to sort of clamp down and let, you know, steal the documents. And the judge is like, nope. So right now he's sort of out of luck on that. Um, but this is con- going to continue to be a very ugly divorce and custody case. Interesting. I, I, you know what? I haven't even like thought of them too at all. I've been so wrapped up in that whole Scientology world. That, that just is just, Occupying my brain fully, I, I, I'm just blown away by that even more each week. Yeah, each week, like you just sit there and think, it's kind of amazing. And Leah Remini, you know, has been talking a lot recently. She's, uh, you know, a lot of the what started her exit 
from Scientology was asking where Shelley Miscavige was, which is uh, David Miscavige is the head of Scientology. He's kind of like the big guru that people, you know, respect and look up to. His wife disappeared and she's been missing for years. And, you know, she made an inquiry at Tom and Katie's wedding, Tom Cruise and Katie Holmes back in 2006. Um, and people were like, oh, you know, no one really gave a concrete answer. And that's when she started going, wait a minute, what's going on here? Um, and she eventually had the LAPD go and do a wellness check. And they were told that she's okay. She just doesn't believe that they actually saw her. Um, right. You know, there's, there's been rumors that she's exiled in a work camp. Um, but David Miscavige was having an affair and took up with another woman. So, um She's like, guys, Leah Remini's like, I don't even know if she's alive. It's kind of sketchy and shady. Yeah. I, I really hope, like, she really brings them down. That, that would be amazing. She's incredible. She's such a strong woman. Um, she really is. Now, did you see this week's episode? Um, I haven't seen it yet. I'm going to catch up over the holidays. Uh, I, I banned myself from TV and movies and all my screeners that I have sitting here until I finish my work and it's done today. So, <laughs> Well, I'll tell you what. This week's episode was by far, to me, the most blow-away one because to have uh, Miscavige's uh, father on. Oh, yeah, and his dad is like, bye to his son. Yeah. Well, you, you'll understand why because he, he – oof. Wow. Insanity. Amazing. Complete insanity. Amazing. Can't wait to see it. They're from out this way. They're from Cherry Hill, New Jersey. (laughs) Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, it was funny because they were showing, like, pictures of when, you know, like, when he was younger and all, and they were, like, sitting on the hood. Him and his, uh, David's brothers were sitting on the hood of his father's car, and his father's standing there with him. And I'm looking at him, like, damn, that looks like a Philly-type neighborhood. And then they were like, yeah, it's Sherry Hill, New Jersey. I'm like, son of a bitch. <laughs> wow. It's amazing. It's a small world. Yeah. So uh, I guess we move on to uh, to the year now. Um, I know what you think is absolutely the story of 2016. You know, I was, I was going through, like, all the stories, ones we talked about, but I keep on going back to um, – uh, one of the biggest stories for me, I think, was the the fact that Prince passed away. Because I think it just, like, opened up a can of worms of, like, what did we really know about him? We didn't know that much, and we didn't realize, because he was always someone that was like, I live a clean life, I don't and here he is uh, in the throes of a heavy prescription pill addiction. That was very well hit. It was very well hidden. He was very well protected by the people around him. And I think that also raises a lot of questions of um, people on the payroll saying yes all the time um, and not right. looking out for the welfare of the person that, you know, I get it that they're, they're the boss, but um, at what point, what, what is your, like, it makes you think it's one of those questions. Like, do you have a moral obligation to the person that employs you um, when their life is uh, in danger? And we're also, you have to remember, this isn't like the boss that you go to the office with and just work next to in a cubby. I'm talking about someone you're traveling with, you basically eat meals with, because it's very different when you're an assistant or um, makeup artist or something like that for, for a celebrity. You're basically living with them 24-7, especially while they're on tour. 
Right. Yeah. You know, it, it's I I knew it was going to be a death of a celebrity as the top story. It was just a matter of which one. Who? Yeah. I mean, I think for a lot of people, Bowie might also be um, a big story because he had such a huge impact. But we did know he was sick. You know, that was not that out of a the huge blue. surprise. Yeah, it was yeah. not that out of the blue. Um, but I think the Prince one, just because it really opened a, a can of worms that you thought, wow, this was going on for a long time. It really is. Yeah, I saw something actually a little while ago. Some news story about Prince flashed up, and it's just like you stop and you say, like, wow, I can't believe he's dead. I, I, it's just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, big, iconic music superstar. Um, you have to remember, too, he really rose up during the 80s and a time when music videos were everything. Um, that was sort of the height of, of the pop star, I think. Um, when it came to the people who came up during that time, Madonna, Michael Jackson, right. you know, Prince. Um, these are the people, especially for people that are, I would say, over 35, but younger than, say, 53 or so. That was, these are really iconic people that um, played heavily on rotation on your TV. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Not just on your radio, Yeah. They were huge. I, I mean, they, they were, and I think that's a big reason in today's world of music especially is you don't have those iconic figures because you don't have them on your TV 24-7 like they used to be. Yeah, it's hard to explain to a kid. Like, you would run home um, and turn on MTV right after school, and they'd say, Thriller's playing in 15 minutes, and you would freak the heck out. Um because it was such a, it was a 15 minute, you know, it was short form video, but it was long because we're used to like three minute videos, that type of thing at the time. And right. uh, you would sit there and you would wait and you would wait and you wait and it would come on. And it was amazing. You know, now everything can be seen at any time, whenever you want. You don't have to wait for that moment. It's amazing how much the world has changed. It really is. In a very short time. And especially, once that smartphone, once that iPhone was introduced, the whole world changed very, very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. Craziness. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to, yeah. To me, like I said, like the, the, the story of the year was definitely going to be a death of a celebrity, and you can just pick mm-hmm. anyone. We've lost so many iconic ones this year. It's just been there. Alan Fitz, Lawrence Henderson, like we can just keep on like yeah. naming people over and over again. Um, you know, we were going through the list, uh, my husband and I, the other day, um, just because, you know, a lot of people ask at this time of year, like, who is the most significant death? And I'm like, who, who do you go through? And then I was like, oh, my gosh, Anton Yelchin from, you know, Star Trek, was 27 when he passed away in that freak accident with the Jeep um, in his driveway. Like, you're like, I forgot about that. Um and just because it's one of those things, like, I feel like I'm constantly going, oh, my gosh, we have another celebrity death. Here goes Jaja, you know. Um, right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. But Jaja, you know, really my goodness, she had a good long life. So, but, you know, but you do look at the, the ones that were untimely deaths and, and you know, that Alan Thick was too early for sure. Yeah. Prince was too early. David Bowie too early, so. How about um, 
how about you guys, Nick, Janetti, you guys got any uh, top picks for a new story of the year? Um, I think, well, yeah, I mean, the biggest news story of the year was Donald Trump's rise to president. I, there's no question about that. I don't think. I mean, that crossed into every genre of entertainment. It, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's probably going to be the biggest thing to happen to this country, you know, in a while. I, I don't think we've even seen yet, like, even anything close to the ramifications of it. So I think we're, we're going to reflect back on this one, and it's going to be huge. Yeah. Um, you can't disagree with that. You know, he was also Times Person of the Year, which is always uh, sort of a big, you know, cover story. And um, the the ramifications are far-reaching, and we don't know how it's all going to turn out. Um, the Twitter feed alone is a story. And, I mean, you go to today, and he's talking about, like, building our nuclear arms supply. And you sit there and go, Merry Christmas, everyone. lot of people are worried 
um, about their personal rights. And I think that that is something that, uh, because a lot of his voters, um, he gave a voice to a lot of voters that are against race relations. <laughs> and, and so there's, there's a lot of concern there. I know that. <laughs> and, and you know what's even scarier is like, um, Hillary has just kind of like disappeared. She has. And I, you know, I wonder, like, is that by design to sort of like reemerge, renewed, refresh in 2017? She's going to lay low the rest of the year, like wait till after the inauguration. Like, I, because I, I, you know, she does stuff that's very calculated. She's not someone that's very spontaneous um, with her appearances and everything else. So I do wonder how that's going to play out next year. Oh, it'll be interesting. We're, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're, we're a month away. We are, we're a little less than a month away. It's a little frightening. Um, and I have a lot of friends that are flying in um, for the, the Women's March, which is the day after the inauguration. So uh, people that, that aren't normal protester types. So people feel very strongly. It's, it's going to be interesting to watch. 2017 is going to be a year for America to... <laughs> for the world to watch America, I should say. Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's it's interesting, too, when you have someone like Prince Charles who never speaks about politics. Like today, he's making a, a veiled reference to Trump, basically, and saying he's very concerned about, uh, like, the rise uh, or having a similar rise of leadership similar to Hitler. Um, and, you know, you can sit there and, and pretend you're just talking in general, but I was like, A, you never make speeches like that, and B, we all know you're talking about Trump. So right. when you have right. royalty talking politics, it start, you start raising eyebrows. <laughs> it just leaves you to like, you just got to wait and see, and that's the scary part, and that's the part that I hate most, and not just with this, but with anything. I hate having to wait and see. Right, the unknown is probably scarier than, than the reality. We hope. Yep. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Too funny. So, uh, what's your what's your uh, plan? Are you coming back east with the family and all for uh, Christmas, or staying out west? No, or? we're we're actually staying west. Um, we are headed uh, down to the beach um, for the next couple days. At a, <laughs> I was gifted. This is very nice. I was gifted um, a couple days at a spa resort. So we decided to do it over Christmas. And um, I know, I know. I was like, thank you very much. I appreciate it. So, and then we are going to lay low next week and then head to Palm Springs for the new year. Where we always go. Yeah. We love it there. So somebody say, it's, it's weird to hear somebody say, I'm going to go down to the beach for a few days for Christmas. I know. It's very West Coast. Although my brother yes. is in Florida, so he's always at the beach at Christmas um, down in the Miami area. So. Yeah, Janetti's down in Florida. He said it's uh, 70s there right now. Nice. That sounds fantastic. Mm-mm-mm. It is. Works well. <laughs> Coolness. Well, I guess we'll be talking uh, after the new year. Yes. So I will I hope talk you, uh, to you guys in 2017. Yeah, enjoy your beach stay, enjoy your desert stay, and uh, 
Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year to you and the husband. Thank you. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, you guys. You too. Take care, Kristen. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, well, there she goes, Kristen Burt. Check her out all over the world of social media. She is on Facebook. She's on Instagram. She's on Twitter. Just look up Kristen Burt, K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. That's K-R-I-S-T-Y-N-B-U-R-T-T. Craziness. Crazy, crazy, crazy. I wasn't even thinking Trump, Nick. And it's a, that's the funny part. Like I've, I've been so just enamored with the, the celebrity deaths. And the weird thing was I interviewed this guy at the beginning of the month, Glenn Hughes, who's a, been a long time you know, music guy, like played in Deep Purple right. in the seventies and shit. But um, he was very good friends with Bowie and he was actually roommates with Bowie in the seventies at, at one point. And he said, now this was the beginning of December. He said, uh, you know, the year's not over yet, my friend. He's like, there's going to be more going. And since he said that, we've lost Florence Henderson, Alan Thick, you know, it's Zaza Gabor. It's, it's freaking scary. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, this year has been super rough. Ugh. And, and, and it's just, um, yeah, it, it's that part that actually says, like, we're getting older. Yeah, no, I, I, you're right, because they, there was a point in time where celebrity deaths were like, oh, those are people that my parents like, you know what right. I mean? And now we're those parents, and, and, and I mean, I couldn't care less about some of these other, you know, guys now. But, uh, yeah, dude, it's, it's, it's rough. Now, is, is it maybe, is it, like, I want to ask both of you guys, like, like that that statement that you just said, Nick. Like how you would think, like uh, you know, it was always like your parents, the people your parents liked, or whatever. And now it's the people we liked. Did you picture? Didn't it seem like when it was our parents being that age, it just seemed so much older? Totally. It's like mind-boggling to me. Like the thought that I, that like I I'm going to be like fifty in like just over three years. Is mind-boggling to me. Like, how did the fuck did that happen? I, I know what you're saying because you look at them and, and you feel like a kid, and, and you look at them and they're like, "Wow, they're a grown-up." They're like, not only a grown-up, but like they're into their lives. But then you turn in yourself, and I don't know about you, but like I still feel like a kid. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like somebody's grandpa or somebody's uncle. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, I mean, like before, when I was getting set up to, to do the show and all, I had to clear off a stack of comic books off my desk to put my laptop down. Like, I'm still doing the same thing I was doing at, at five years old. Like, <laughs> yeah, man, but but now, like, you're old enough to have a kid that graduated from high school. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. It's, it is. It sneaks up on you one day. It's just like, damn, I'm old. I know. It's deep. It's so deep. It's scary. So, uh, so we we got a few minutes to kill. So let's uh, before we take a commercial break, and then we'll do the, start getting in the awards. But uh, going back to the whole eBay thing, uh, real quick, we're at the auction. So there's an, an auction house actually literally around the corner from my house, and I've lived here for 20 years, and I've never 
never gone. I've, I've looked at their freaking website probably almost every week for their auction and looked at the items they had. And so many times I said, I'm going to go over there. And then I'm like, you know what? No, I'm not going to go because I'm going to get myself in trouble. I'm going to start buying all types of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, lately, you know, I've been getting more and more in the eBay and, you know, talking with Janetti because he's always doing eBay. So now I'm really getting like trying to keep up with Janetti over there because he's pumping a lot of shit out, making some good money. So now I'm trying to keep up with him. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm going to go over there and see. There was like two weeks ago they had um, some cool things. So I go over there. And they have it, it's like open during the day for like the preview, and then the auction starts at like four or five o'clock. So uh, I went over in the afternoon, and they had a bunch of uh, like acoustic guitars, a couple electrics, and um, some other like small amps. And they had a, a whole table full of like the, the die cast cars, like the NASCAR ones and all that, in the boxes and stuff like that. And um, yeah, yeah. And there was like a small stack of like old Archie comics and a few Mad magazines. There was like probably like 20 Archie comics from like the 50s and 60s. So I'm like, all right, uh, that like that was where I was scoping my eyes. So the first purchase I made was like I'm watching and some of these acoustic guitars are going for like 20, 30 bucks. I'm like, holy shit. I got an acoustic guitar. It's from the 60s uh, for 10 bucks. Oh, wow. On eBay they're going for this particular guitar between two to two fifty. And I mean, you know about guitars, it was in good shape and everything. For, for what it was. Yeah. For 10 bucks. Absolutely. I, I mean, it could probably use some new strings, but otherwise, right, right. you know, I cleaned it up and yeah, I put it on eBay. I'm just waiting for somebody to freaking buy it. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. So I did that. And then, the cars, I should have bought more of the cars. Like, I'm kicking myself in the ass. I didn't. I ended up buying three cars for 12 bucks, And I know each one of them cars, you can easily get, like, 20 bucks a pop on eBay for them, if not more. But one of the cars, I listed it on a Saturday afternoon. Um, it was going for between 50 to 90 bucks. I put it on there for 60 or 65 bucks. It was sold within three hours. Oh, wow. So, and then just boom, everything else is profit after that. Exactly. I bought the stack of comics and the Mad Magazines for 12 bucks. So after all said and done, all my purchases, and then you got to pay a 15% uh, buyer's fee on top of it, I spent $42 altogether on all those things. I sold the car. I already made my money back. So, you know, I sold the car. I had sold, um, I sold something else recently. Ooh, oh, I sold one of the Mad Magazines the other day. So, yeah, oh, I sold cool. that for five bucks. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I mean, I'm already ahead. So I figured if I can do that, I, I can go over there and spend 20, 30, 40 bucks here and there and pick up some more stuff to flip. What the hell? I've always wanted to go to those kind of auctions, man. Uh, I've wanted to go to, like, the auto auction. And then, like, my buddy, he does the same thing that you're talking about, but he goes to uh, estate sales and comic book places, and right. he, he only deals in comic books. You know what I mean? But at the auctions, he's getting these for, like, you know, a penny a piece or half a penny a piece when he gets sure. you know, 2,000 of them at a time. And uh, that's all he does now is sell those on eBay and, uh, 
You know what else he sells, dude, that made, seems to make him a lot of money? DVD cases, like the plastic cases. What, just blank cases or, or with, like, just, uh... No, just, like, totally blank cases. He said he'll get them from, like, Stop or something like that, and he'll take the inserts out, and he'll sell them, like, 10 for a dollar or something like that. And people are just yeah, always buying them. Yeah, it's crazy. I used to buy, like, when I was doing the, the bootleg uh, uh, concerts and wrestling tapes and all, VHS, back, you know, years ago on eBay, I used to buy, uh, I used to buy them about a box of, like, 50 from somebody on eBay, but the blank tape cassette things. And I used to make custom covers for, like, the my tapes I would sell. I would make a custom cover. I would print, print them out at Kinko's. And so I would invest, like, an extra you know, dollar between the case and the printout. And right. I'd be able to sell like that video now for like an extra 10 to $15 just because of the case. Yeah. That's, that's, <laughs> that's crazy. That's awesome though. But yeah, it, it's, it's crazy. The stuff that sells on eBay. Just got to have the right price and the right buyer. Now, l- let me ask you guys, and Jimmy, I, I guess he's been doing this longer now, but do you guys, will you buy from eBay and then resell on eBay? You know what I mean? Like, would you buy a lot of something and then piece it out or, or try to get more for it later or something like that? Uh, I've done that recently. Yeah. yeah? Yeah. I've done it, too. I actually, yeah, well, I bought I bought a lot of something and two of the pieces of the lot I had. Already, and oh, wow. I kept I kept the one that I didn't uh, the ones that I didn't, and for the two pieces that I sold, I got probably half the lot back. So it worked out well. Oh, that's really it's, cool, man. That's yeah. yeah sometimes it works same, out that way. Kind I of the same buddy who. Okay. I, I knew this guy. He he helped put himself through college up there at East East Stroudsburg. And uh, yeah. what he used to do is on the weekends he would go to like it wasn't even really a yard sale. It was like a swap meet, I guess. And he would sell mm-hmm. like um, grooming kits, like your beard shaver and your nose trimmer and stuff. And he would buy them off of eBay like a hundred at a time. And he would get some ridiculous bulk price and then sell them for, you know, $5, $10 a piece. And he put himself basically through college that way. Oh, shit. Yeah, dude, like, that's what I mean. Like, there's so many things you can do like that. Like, what Jeanette was saying, too, like, with the lots and all, like, a lot of times I'll buy, like, a lot of comics. Like, uh, you know, if I'm working on, like, uh, the Flash or Batman sets to complete sets and all, and I'll go through and I'll buy a lot of ones and, and I'll be able to bang out a bunch of the ones I need, but there might be two, three, four, or whatever that I already got. You know, I got a, I got a separate box alone of like doubles and triples. <clears throat> and yeah, I mean, and then I'll I have them on eBay now. Oh, see, that's awesome. And actually I, I, I even took some um, Maverick. He was doing a, um, a comic book drive over at the, the store that he's real tight with, uh, Comic Universe, which is also a great store um, that's part by his house. 
he's doing a, a drive where he set up a box there for people to come and donate comics. And I went there the other day and dropped off like 20 comics out of my box. And um, he goes to uh, this, I guess, a local library he's affiliated with and was giving them out to kids for Christmas. Oh, that's see, that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Good stuff. Good stuff. Hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's – and stuff like that, too. It's like, I mean, you can go around the flea markets and stuff like that, dude, and buy stuff cheap <clears throat> and, and flip it on eBay. Now, do you find yourself running back and forth from the post office a lot? No, you know why? Because it, it's a great thing now where you can print your postage out right through eBay. So I print the postage out through eBay. I wrap all the stuff up here, and Jess is home during the day, and she gives it to the mailman every day. I never go to the post office. Oh, awesome. Yeah. It used to be a pain in the ass. That's why I, one of the reasons why I stopped doing it, like, a while ago was I hated going to the I used to go to the post office it was every freaking day. Well now they just you just give it to them when they come to your house. So. Yeah, that's awesome. That it would drive me crazy to wait in the post office line every day. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, no more of that. So good stuff. And and something else too that I've become um you know, doing, doing like the conventions and stuff. Um, there's a lot of these comic guys that'll go with uh, and sell comics, and dude, they'll they have like quarter boxes or fifty cents boxes. I've been buying, like, like we did this show this past Sunday. I spent eighteen dollars on comics. I think I walked away with like fifty comic books. Now, I wonder if you could do the same with, like, your boxes of doubles and triples. Could you just bring them there and, and you know, oh, yeah. quarter or 50 cents a piece yeah. them? That's crazy. That, that's a pretty awesome setup. It's nice, though, because you have, like, multiple streams coming in, you know? Right. Right. So, yeah, as a matter of fact, I was – the way this guy had it set up the other day, it was um, 50 cents a piece. Once you hit 20, everything after that is a quarter a piece. So yeah, I mean, oh, I bought a whole yeah, I bought a whole shitload of books. I even like, I started seeing some that I had already sold sold on eBay like quick, like Micronauts. I could give two shits about the Micronauts, but he had them in there, old seventies Micronauts comic books. So I was I <laughs> right. bought a few of them just to throw back on eBay. Oh, that's awesome. So, all right, so. uh how about we take commercial, come back, and we'll start doing the awards. Sounds good. Cool. All right, everybody. Stay tuned. We'll be right back in three minutes and 17 seconds. Attention business owners, website owners, event promoters, or anyone looking to promote your product. The Totally Driven Entertainment Radio Network is the perfect way to spread the word of your business around the world. That's right. You can advertise at our network and be played on all of our shows at rates that are so cheap. It's a no-brainer. For more information, contact Bay Ragney at bayragney at gmail.com. To keep your business driven, stay driven with Totally Driven Entertainment. Are you a fan of Sherlock Holmes? Letters from Holmes offers unique, one-of-a-kind letters from the world-famous detective himself. 
handwritten on 8.5 inch by 11 inch aged parchment paper and using smudge free ink to produce original high quality letters that fans will treasure for years to come. Each letter is handcrafted and written from the perspective of Sherlock Holmes mimicking Holmes's native tongue and embracing many of the famous detectives quirks, quips, insults and peculiarities. Order a love letter, birthday greeting, personal correspondence or more only at www.etsy.com forward slash shop forward slash letters from homes. For $5 today, you can buy a wealth of things. Gas for your car, rent a movie for the family, a few slices of pizza. $5 still takes you a long ways. But did you know that $5 can buy your child a bag of heroin in the streets? That's right. For only $5, your son or daughter can buy some of the cheapest and purest dope in the country. Be aware of the lies. Be aware of the stealing. Be aware that's all it takes to kill your child. $5. This message was brought to you by Casey's Cause, a group of parents located in southern Chester County out to save your child's life. Come join us today at www.caseyscause.com. And remember, $5 is all it takes. Casey's Cause, www.caseyscause.com. Looking for that perfect gift for your girlfriend? Then look no further than Teddy Scares. Teddy Scares are available in a variety of styles, sizes, and prices for all your shopping needs. Teddy Scares are a mix of cute and creepy to make a great gift for almost any age. Board up your windows, lock your doors, and log on to TeddyScares.com. And be sure to become our friends at Facebook.com slash TeddyScares. Calling all comic book fans. Do you collect comics? Did you ever collect comics? Do you think your children might like reading comic books? Do you even know they still print real, paper, non-digital comic books? Well then visit the Pirates of Ontario Street Comics in Philadelphia. We have a massive collection of comic books, action figures, trading cards, and much more. We have one of the largest stocks of back-issue comics in the area. We bag and board every new comic book at no extra charge. Our stores voted the best comic book shop in the 2013 PHL 17 Hot List Contest. Part of the movie Unbreakable is filmed in our store. We are open seven days a week. Ontario Street Comics is located at 2235 East Ontario Street in the Port Richmond section of Philly. Our phone number is 215-288-7338. Type in the words Ontario Comics Philadelphia to check out our Wacky Stores page on Facebook. Hi, this is Ernest Thomas. Uh, Mr. Omar, everybody's Chris, Rod, and what's happening, and you're listening to Totally Driven Radio. <laughs> I love that friggin' guy. Welcome back, everybody. Totally Driven Radio. It's our year-end edition, best of 2016 awards, and it's uh, it's award time. It's award season. It's time to kick off our awards segment of the show. Good to time. <laughs> oh boy, oh boy. So you know Alright, I just got one situated. I just realized like your uh, uh Nick's choice of bumper, I think it was even my possible choice of bumper as well for best bumper of the year. Um I don't have one loaded into the system. I don't even think I have it cut up this first uh I think I totally dropped the ball. And then I thought I had the interview on eBay and it's not even or uh, on YouTube and it's not on YouTube. Hmm. 
one do you want to start with first, guys? Let's, um, I guess let's do the one I don't have. <laughs> Best bumper of 2016. Now, I just played uh, the winner from 2015, uh, Ernest Thomas. Um, yes. Which, uh, no matter who or when, it's that one's just hard to beat in general. Um, you, you know what? You say that, though, but this is also a category that, like, this is, like, the lifetime achievement category from, like, the Oscars because we have more than a handful of really great ones. You know what, though? Like, going through the list of ones this year, like, yeah. there was only a few did I re- did I remember like really standing out like right you know what I mean that most of them were very non you know what I mean like none of them really like when they were happening I said to myself that's that's like a, a year end candidate I remember the Tony right. Tony Tennille was one of the ones we discussed in our in our thing. Um, we had Tony Tenniel on the show back earlier this year. She was promoting her book. And I just remember that one. And that's the freaking clip I do not have. And I'm really sorry. Um, that was the clip where I just remember as it was happening, sounded like the most professional sounding one ever that we ever had. I mean, you could just, you were just able to tell that professional voice of hers doing it. Yeah, I, I think that one, between that one and the one, I think it was this year, the one with all the different Rugrat voices and stuff. Ooh. Oh. Those are the two oh. that I remembered. Oh, I forgot about that. Hold on, hold on. I can probably pull that one up. I can probably find that one. Because not only did she do, like, the Rugrats, but didn't she throw a special one in there for your daughter? Yeah, you know what? Hold on. I'll I'll be able to, uh, I'll be able to find that one. Hold on. I'll just put it in the system. Let me see if I already put it in the system, but I I have the clip I found on my but yeah, my first instinct was to kneel as well. Just play it up on the system here.
<laughs> oh man. Look, now I have it like stuck. I can't get it to stop. <laughs> um, wow. I That's totally funny. forgot about that one. Look, it won't stop now. Look. There we go. Okay. Um, I that's a good one, Nick. Yeah, yeah. Wow. How about you, Jeanette? Any any of them stand out to you? Uh, the one I thought was good. And I don't remember if it was this year or last year. Though. It was the little girl from. Uh, I think it was last year's. A little girl from uh, our show. Yeah, I think it was last year. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah that was last year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like scrolling through the list, trying to see if like any names like really jump out. Well, here was, here was one of the ones. This is the one from last week, actually, um, from Joel Gertner. I thought that one was good this year. Well, well, well. It is I, the lyrical, lyrical, the sexual, intellectual, the cunning linguist, and the quintessential stud muffin. Joel, I'm on the air with the crew of Totally Driven, the dream I'm chasing, the life I'm living, and when I come to Philly, the women come to me, it's given, that's all I can tell you now. Until you check out the next episode of my podcast, the 69-minute Eargasm with guest Stevie Richard. Keep listening and have yourself an Eargasm. Gertner. He started out good, but then he lost it. Especially when he went into business for himself. <laughs> no, yeah, that, that, that swerve came mic. out of nowhere. <laughs> you give him an open mic, what do you expect him to do? All right, so it's going to come down to... Um, So we'll say Gertner, E.G. Daly, and Tony Tennille. And it sucks that I don't have a Tony Tennille. And I just, I, Hearns was just very, I remember just being playing just very professional. Kind of 
hard though to, to beat out a um police actress though. Yeah, that's a, it's tough there though. I I know what you mean though. Like there's certain like like she was on that level where you were like that status Hollywood level. You know what I mean? You you hear that Tommy Pickles voice and you're just like it, it just takes you to a whole different level. <laughs> But to Neil, at the same time, I mean, I yeah. it's a tough one. It's a toss-up, really. I think, mm-hmm. in all fairness, we both went to, to Neil first. I wish I had it to fucking hear it. Let me let me try. I, I, how the hell can I figure out what episode that was on? Let me see, all right, let me see which is here on the list. Mm-hmm. All right, April twenty first. So. have the freaking show downloaded. All right, I can go. I'm going to get this. (laughs) This is what happens when you're not prepared.
So, Jimmy, there's a, a new Doctor Who episode, right? Yep. Finally coming. Uh, Sunday night. Christmas. Sunday night. night. Nine o'clock. Uh, actually featuring a superhero this year. <laughs> so, yeah, it should be uh, it should be an interesting deal. But uh, as I've said, I, I kept myself busy this year so far with, uh, even in recent times, with uh, The Power of the Daleks, which has been airing on BBC America. Uh, it was the Patrick Stoughton episode. Here we go, guys. Here we go. Okay. All right. They took this <laughs> long to get it done. What the frick happened? <laughs> it didn't play. See, that was. <sighs> All right. So that was that was that was that. I, I think very nice. I wanted to interrupt the Doctor Who talk. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was very nice. It was very, very professional sounding. Now you know that we couldn't hear it, right? And you know I'm not pulling it back up. <laughs> Do you need me to pull it back up? No, 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 no. no. We're good. We're good. <laughs> and, and now that I heard it, now I'm definitely going with E.G. Daly. <laughs> that's that's. That's a swerve because we both came into it thinking it was the, the one that was going to be the easiest to announce. I know, right? <laughs> it, it was just very, it was blah. I mean, it, it was good, but it was, you know what I mean? It was just very professional. It, she sounded very nice and very professional. She said the show name right. EG didn't. That's one strike against EG. She said total, not totally. Um, yeah. But that would eliminate like fifty percent of our guests if we had I know. to punish them for not getting it right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Janetti, uh, who who do you think? Um, I would probably go uh, with Tennille in my estimation. Over the over daily, I uh, okay. And Nick, Sorry. are you sticking with Tennille? I, I honestly, I can go either way on this one. I, I mean, I went into it thinking for sure Tennille, and then I remembered that not the daily one was strong because it was. You listened to it, right? It was like multiple characters. Yeah, it was it was uh, Tommy Pickles, Buttercup, and her. I mean that that's a hard one to beat. It really is. I I think I'm gonna have to go EG. 
Here, I, I can pull EGs up again. I have it right here. Yeah, like, do you think you can't do you even think hear that, her? What's that? We couldn't hear. Were we, yeah. Are you supposed to hear something? Are you not, oh, you're not hearing it? Well, we haven't heard anything so far. Oh, I'm just fuck. hearing that horse galloping in the back. <laughs> oh, all right, hold on, hold on. Let me uh, let me put that into the system. I thought you guys were hearing it. Oh, Christ, I didn't know. So I said something like five minutes ago that we couldn't I thought hear you were it. kidding. <laughs> no. So everybody's probably like, what the fuck is he talking about? <laughs> Everybody thinks I've lost my mind now. That's great. I love it. Thanks. You know, and the worst part is, like, I, I should have just... I could have got this stuff ready today, and I got sucked in. I've been watching uh, Jessica Jones finally and catching up on that. Right. Oh, nice. Upload. Yeah, which I'm really all hooked into it now. It's getting really good. Yeah, I, I, you, I know you were stuck for a while on those first couple episodes. Yeah, it really picked up from, uh, I guess, episode six or seven on. Yeah. Yeah. Now that he's seeing David Tennant, he's happy with it. See, there you go. Good job. <laughs> okay. Are you ready now? Here we go. Hi. Hello. This is Tommy Pickles, and you're listening to... <clears throat> no, this is Buttercup, and you're listening to... <clears throat> no, this is EG Daily, and you're listening to Total Driven Radio. <laughs> that was awesome. It, it is awesome. Yeah, uh, I'm just not a fan of the Rugrats. <laughs> <laughs> the Tony Tennille one, I, it's it's in the actual Blog Talk Radio thing. I can't pull that out right now. There's, I, you can make an argument though that the Tennille one is as professional as it can get. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. Like there's there's, yeah. there's not there's no individual flaw that you could take out. It's just not a, a overwhelming. You know what I mean? Right. Whereas EG's, it has this kind of big flaw at the end, but it's also awesome. You got two of the biggest cartoon names in history there. <laughs> Yeah. All right, so Janetti's pick is Tony Tennille. Nick? Either way, you, either way you spin it, Nick, it's going to come down to you, because my pick is E.G. Daly. I, I, I think my pick is E.G. too. Yeah. Going once, going twice, EG goes the dynamite. That's it. There you go. EG daily. And guys, if you're listening, that was the easy one. 
<laughs> I know, right? That, that was the easy, easy. Uh... <laughs> like, oh, I could, be a long when, you, when you started talking about it, I could hear you. Like you were, you were going into saying, like, well, let's get this one out of the way because it's easy. We all voted for the same person, and then it changed instantly. <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be a long show. <laughs> All right. Yeah. And my little tweet out here. Let EG know she won. Ta-da. All right. Next category. Mm-mm-mm-mm-mm. Funniest of the year. Hmm. Okay. I had, and this is a tough one. <laughs> because there, there, there could be multiple ones for this, but funniest guest. Initially, I had put down um, Gertner from last week or uh, Roy Wood Jr., comedian Roy Wood Jr., who was pretty funny. But then I was also thinking, too, um, Frenchie, she was pretty funny when she was on. There wasn't a lot of funniness this year. I, I think too we have to like do we mean like intentionally funny or funny because it just was a train wreck you know what I mean like <laughs> there's a couple I think that we could they, they, that were really funny but not intentionally I but uh, I'm really surprised that you didn't that black man wasn't on your list. You know what? Because he was funny, but I think it went too long. Okay. Well, the one thing that I was giving him credit for is that he was never off. Like he was always black man. Yeah. There was, there was, yeah, there was definitely no off to him. <laughs> but you know what? I, I I think the not Frenchie, but who were her, her quote unquote fiance? <laughs> the the, the wedding Greco. was going to be between the two. I I think that's the one I remember. I think being funnier when we trying to convince her to have the wedding. And then you guys are throwing ideas at each other. You know, I I can nominate her for a couple different. <laughs> I, I had her down as best guest. Um, yeah, I, I mean, she, she, that. And for funniest moment, I had part of that into the funniest moment. Uh, funniest guest, I mean, she could definitely. It, but it wasn't even meant to be funny. She was dead serious. Right. Absolutely. 
I would totally if that's the case, I'll to, I'll vote first and I'll and I'll vote Gabby. Okay. Uh Janetti, what are you thinking? Janetti? Thinking about sleep. <laughs> Hello. No, I, I was on mute. Ah, oh. Dog is barking. Sorry. Um yeah, I didn't realize it so. I was originally going to go with Gertner on it, but I could go with uh, with Nick's pick because I was one of the ones that thought it was funny, but not for the right reason. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, oh. Yeah, you realize you you realize you broke up like a relationship from that shit, right? <laughs> no, they were they were broken up already. They, they, I think they were. No, no I, guess I don't were. think. No. You realize, yeah, because like the next week you told me that, yeah, they they, they ended up breaking up. So I'm assuming that's probably why. <laughs> that was, pro- I mean, that was such a great show, such a great moment, I think, in television for radio history, where we were planning a lesbian wedding. We We got the minister on the phone, Big Daddy. We were trying to get Frenchie on the phone, and she was in the middle of taping something, and she couldn't get on the phone. I, I just thought that whole scenario, that whole interview, I guess it was, it was such a – it was a defining moment in my radio history. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you're a fan of awkward comedy, it's gold. Oh, it, it was definitely radio gold. Like, if, if that was, like, my – Howard Stern moment of radio. <laughs> That's awesome. I, I mean, seriously, that that was – you could have inserted Howard Stern in there, and you wouldn't have known. Like, that was something right out of, like, one of his old episodes. Mm. <laughs> That's crazy. So, funniest guest is going to be Gabby Greco. Okay. Uh, sounds good to me. Wow. Look at that. Mm. <laughs> now watch. I'm going to put that post out. And... Great. Good call you back. But you know what? I've been trying to get her back on um, since then. Because she was involved in a whole, like, two weeks after she was on our show, she was on the front page of the New York Post because she turned out that she was a, a prostitute oh, yeah, yeah. who took down all these politicians in New York because uh, she went to the Post and told her story <laughs> about doing them all on a plane or something. Oh, man. I wish we had that information ahead of time. I know. <laughs> I, I have reached out to her since since she's been on our show maybe like three or four times. I've shot her a text and she's never answered. Man. Which sucks. Now the funny thing is I'm putting the post out on Facebook first with the nominees as well as the winner and we have uh, 
Um, Gertner now denominated for two. So Gertner, black man, who else did we say? Uh, Reggie and Gabby, right? Official. Gabby Greco. Gabby, if you if you end up listening, we'd love to have you back on the show. There's so much to talk to you about. And we can play another wedding for you if you want. <laughs> yeah, that's what she needs. You know what's crazy too is um her ex husband, the old man. Yeah. I have, like, um, I'll set up Google Alerts for, like, guests and stuff after I put out press releases to see if anything pops up. And uh, that guy is in the freaking news almost every day. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, oh, totally, dude. Yeah, he's got, like, a new girl now, like, a new 20-something-year-old girl. And, uh, yeah, like, there's something buzzing around that guy, like, almost every day. It's amazing. All right. So we have two awards down. All right. Next, uh, next is our funniest moment of 2016. Now, my moment was tied in with Gabby Greco. As we were saying, we were doing the whole big planning of uh, of the the wedding between her and Frenchie, and um, I decided uh, let's let's get a minister involved and. Our good friend Big Daddy, who uh, who does Big Daddy's Hard Talk here on Monday nights, um, is a minister, is an actual ordained minister. So we called him up, and we got him live on the air, and we talked to him about doing it. And his response was, oh, hell yeah, <laughs> he was in. Um, so I, I just thought the whole thing was pretty funny, the way it was going down. And that was one of my uh, – that was de- definitely the first moment that popped in my head as the funniest moment of the year. Uh, Nick, your pick. No, it was tough because my pick wasn't exactly one moment, but it was a recurring moment. You know what I mean? And it started off innocent and coincidental, but it, I think it ended up being just like a little bit of torture. But but my pick was Jimmy Gennetti versus the Kardashians. <laughs> we It's just... It started one week, and then we brought them up again, and then we brought them up. I think it ended at, like, 19 weeks in a row before we didn't mention them. Yeah. And I think that the, the whole thing stemmed from me saying, you know, if you don't talk about them, they'll go away, which I really believe. Uh, don't pay attention to their shit. They'll go away. It's, you know, I don't know that. Only because people pay attention to their crap 
are they relevant? Because otherwise, <laughs> who gives a shit? Yeah, uh, I'm sorry. I, I hate to do this, but going back to our winner, Gabby Greco, she has been in the news a lot lately as well for posting these crazy Instagram videos. She just posted another one two minutes ago. She is topless and has duct tape over her nipples, wearing a pair of tight jeans that are hanging off and flashing like strobe light, and she's like in her kitchen dancing. Does she know she won? Clearly she's uh, busy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming she she knows she won then. I don't know. Let's see if she answers our tweet. That would be great. Nothing yet. Well, she's she's busy on Instagram right now, so you never know. But all right, so um, no. But if you yeah. think back to every response Jimmy had when Kristen would bring up something about the Kardashians or something about Kanye, I mean, there were so many golden nuggets of anger. Yes, right. <laughs> now, it's funny because when you sent that response over, Nick, I cracked up. Because I, I, <laughs> I never even would have thought of that as being, like, a funniest moment. Because, like you said, that was, it's been an on-carrying thing throughout the year. And it's funny, though, because at the beginning, I used to wait for it. I wouldn't bring it up because I knew it would come up. And the anticipation of it happening naturally, it was so funny. And Jimmy never once wavered in his feelings. I still don't. It's random. I really can't. They're just... How how they're famous is beyond me, and how Bay is worried about the, the sun just just engulfs me. <laughs> that's all the way back. That's a comment, Bay, from all the way back at the beginning of the show <laughs> that he's been holding in. Who oh, I know. A rat? Yeah, right. Who gives a rat? I, I was waiting for him to say something then. I was uh, well. I was being. See, I'm being nice. I'm in my old age. I'm being nice, but yeah, it's ridiculous. Who the fuck cares? <laughs> I, you oh, know what? Ladies I, and I gentlemen, was... I rest my case. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was just out of, out of actual concern. Like, take the last name off. Out, out of concern for a human being. I, 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 I'm scared for the guy. I think he's like. Can end up offing himself or something. I think he's going to go to the deep end. You know what? He'd be better off eventually. That's shameful to say, but hey, you know, I'll take I'll take any of them going as as, as quick as I can. Fuck. No, listen, Bay. Like the the reality, we like I don't even know that we can understand the reality of how shitty his life is, though, because like. Imagine that everybody else in your life is a girl, is, is a woman, a female, and uh, everybody you meet either hates them or wants to tell you how they want to bang them, including your mom. You know what I mean? Like he can't right. escape them ever. 
like he's constantly he can't go on the internet without seeing some shit about them. Like he can't just go on Facebook. Like he, his life's gotta suck in the way that like a millionaire's life could possibly suck. But you know, I'll still trade. Hmm. I think they bring it on themselves. No, Put I your life out that. there. You deserve that. You know? yeah. Look, I've, uh, I I would have empathy for them if they if they didn't do it to themselves, you know, and then cry about it afterwards. That just that boggles my mind. I try not to think about it because when I do, I get angry. So let, let's do this. Watch this one, Nick. Janetti, let's have your pick just so we can hear your pick, and then we'll give you the award afterwards. <laughs> All right. Well, you know, I, 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 after I saw Nick's pick, I was like, I'm not, you know what? I'm not even going. Because I knew as soon as Nick told you about it, you would pick to his anyway. So I didn't worry <laughs> about picking this category. Why that? So you can you can uh, yeah uh, you can give me the award you can, you can send it over to Rob Kardashian about that <laughs> make him feel better babe give him a smile <laughs> oh man oh <laughs> uh, well congratulations <laughs> thank you very much yeah yeah yeah. That's all right. <laughs> Fuck. Kardashian. Uh, Dude, but that's what it was. When you sent over that list, I said, what made me laugh the most this year? And I said, no, it, every time the Kardashians came up, give me a response. Uh, and the funny thing is... I would hear Nick laugh in the background every time. Oh, yeah. No, <laughs> I would. Too. And it would be followed up with a message from him saying, Jeanette's really a bitter person, isn't he? <laughs> He's really angry, isn't he? <laughs> bitter? Oh. I can't understand it. I cannot understand how these people are fucking fake for, for nothing. Just... Mm. <laughs> Fascinating. Uh, you know. So funny. So freaking funny. Mm. Alright. So now that that's over with. Next category. <laughs> <laughs> Let me let me put out the the winning tweet for you, Janetti. Of course. Now I get emails because I don't think I've been on Twitter in the past like three months. I'll get emails. Well, it's on Facebook too, so. On Twitter. Yeah. Yeah, they they got to expand. Like, give me 150, like. You know what I mean? With the characters? No. 
Yeah, it, it is an awful little space. Hey, well, you know what? Honestly, it can't be that little if fucking Trump is starting wars with his fucking with his tweets. <laughs> can't oh, be that. Man. There you go. Kennedy, you're you are engraved now. Yeah, we gotta get plaques made up. You you are an no. official winner. Kennedy yeah, versus you can, Kardashians. You can leave the ass fuck the Kardashians. That's the funny part. Is now that's gonna go down in history and he and he's tied together with the Kardashians in history. <laughs> It'll be on the internet forever. Forever. Oh. Good. Good. Because, you know, a million years from now, I want to hear them, like, pull up this uh, interview and hear me go, fuck the Kardashians. <laughs> oh, wait a minute. All right. So, next category is our Driven Darling of the Year. All right. I had said, right. uh, I threw two names out there, and the two names were um, the first one was um, Margot Robbie, because when I was doing the the week to week things with the the voting, the fan voting, she had the blow away votes the one week, the most we have ever gotten, and it was like over five hundred votes she had gotten, and my second choice was. Excuse me, uh, Katie Loach from Legends of Tomorrow, um, Sarah Lance, because she, uh, for this year, for 2016, on the website, she had the most hits out of any of the darlings we put up on the website. So those were my two choices uh, right there. So, um, Nick, your choices. Well, I think for the second time in a row, we had an overlapping uh choice because I had Katie on mine as well. Um, Not even really because of the specific numbers on the website, just because uh, it's been a big year for her, too. Uh, Her character's really, you know, starting to uh, become its own, like, hero. You know what I mean? For for a character that's not really in the comics, she's kind of awesome. Yeah. Yeah, they've really, like, um, pushed her, her and her character big time. Yeah, man, a- absolutely. But but then I got thinking about the one that surprised me the most, and that was uh, voice actress Tara Strong. And uh, there's there's people don't know, but there's a lot of controversy around that one between me and Jimmy. <laughs> but I I remember being so blown away by the response that she got by the our online community. It was, that wasn't another big one. Yeah. It, and that was your pick, wasn't it, Janetti? It was. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody was leaving comments, down. showing support, and, and, I mean, she was really popular among our social media fans. That's a that's a good yeah. choice. Jenny, who are you thinking? Who were your uh, choices? I I, I wasn't. I, I didn't pick two. I just I picked one, and actually, it was Tara Strong. 
just because of the response uh, that she got for for her age. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, forget forget about the facts. And and I expected her to get a little bit just because I mean, so many people have played the uh, the Batman games, uh, and she's been Harley Quinn throughout the Batman games, and then being Batgirl and, and Killing Joke and and other voices that she's done. Uh, you know, I expected her to get a good response in that aspect. Uh, but yeah, for her age and she's 48 years old, uh, you know, beautiful girl. Yeah, she looked, she was, she was hot. I remember, uh, I remember the pictures. <laughs> so, wow. That's who I was. Hey, so we, I mean, technically there's a tie here. We got two votes for, for Katie Lutz and two votes for Tara Strong. So let's... Uh... Let's see if we can get that yeah. down to one. That, that, that's a tough one. So we have uh, the White Canary versus Harley Quinn. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you know she was... Uh, she did the Harley for Arrow. Where the Suicide Squad's in. Yeah, yeah. They didn't mention her, you know, but she was the one that was screaming in the background. Now let me let me let me this. Let me uh, let me pull up some pictures to refresh my memory here. <laughs> I'm looking up Katie Loads first. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Katie's had a really great year, though, too. I mean, of course she's yeah. slamming, you know what I mean? Like, there's no arguing that. But, like, her character has – everybody wanted her to come back, you know what I mean? She came back, and not only did she come back, but, like, she's the boss now, you know what I mean? And, like, she's totally believable, and I find myself totally, like – Hoping that she nails the chick by the end of the episode. You know what I mean? Like I'm, I'm totally on her side. And then to top it all off, I, I think her fight scene with Oliver was one of the best 45 seconds of comical TV all year. You know, just for those facts, I'm like Tara Strong. Yes, she has great response. Sexy as hell. Um, but Katie has been just kicking fucking ass all the way around in every aspect of, um, of her career. Um, her acting has stepped up, her character has stepped up, her fighting and and just, you know, she's just on point this year, man. She's just really stepped up as a whole. And, um, you know, they're, they're giving her that big push and, I, I, it almost makes you it almost makes you feel bad for the girl that actually plays the black canary because she'll never be able to capture what Katie had for just those few episodes. Right. I agree. I agree. And, and she, you know what? The, even as it's like she's not even White Canary anymore. They really don't even refer to that at, at all anymore. She's just Sarah. Right. That's 
Yeah, I mean, it's totally justified. So in agreement, winner, Katie Loach? Sounds good to me. There you go. Yeah, okay. I'll just it. Hey, I will say this, man, while you're tweeting and stuff, uh, if we're talking about improved performances, dude, what about Willow's performance in the crossover episode? Um, Where she just decided to hell with it. She wanted to stay with her parents. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That was deep, man. That was deep. Like, yeah, I, I was, like, putting myself in that situation. And I was just totally, I, I like, it was like a total mind fuck with me, dude. I was like, that's such a hard choice. Like, I, I get it. Like, at first you're like, don't be an asshole. Like, just go back. But then when you, like, really sit and think about that situation, I mean, we've all lost parents here. Uh, you know, put yourself in that situation. It's like, wow. It was, it was tough. Yeah, man, and, and, and as far as her as an actress goes, like, from season one to that episode, totally different actress. Oh, oh, God, yeah. Oh, God, yeah. I'll tell you what, and it's a lot of them. I've seen a lot of them this year grow as actors and actresses in all the shows. No, absolutely. And, and that's why it pisses me off, like, that they're going to take, like, a, a Grant Gustin out and put somebody else in that character. I'm going to fuck DC in the long run so bad. That whole situation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's what, did you see the picture that Jimmy sent? <laughs> Uh, yeah, she's she's hot, man. I no denying. Look at this smug look on your face, Danny. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but God help you if I would if you would have done that hashtag Thea boy shit beforehand. <laughs> oh man! Wow. All right, so let me let me uh, officially mark her down as our driven darling of the winner of the year. All right, she's in the record books. All right, now um, driven dude. Now the driven dude, um, we started this year, and uh, my wife Jess has been picking the character uh, or a person each week to be the dude, and I, I went the same route I did with um, with the darling. But I, I did it just on uh, website hits alone, and um, the number one uh, top hits of any of the Driven Dudes was uh, Christopher Maloney. Uh, coming in second was Ice T, who got almost half of what Maloney got. So those were the two names I was throwing out there: either Maloney or Ice T. And Nick, your quick was. My pick was Ryan Reynolds. I, I just think he had like the the, the year to beat. Cool. 
I'm trying to. Uh, I'm trying to. Um, trying this is gonna be our it. quickest one. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh. No, but you know what's funny when when we, you started doing this, I like I hated it so much, and then when I saw how popular it is, I was I was blown away. You know what the scary part is? Like, uh, and we were, we were, I was saying too, like in graphs and stuff like that, like our female, uh, um, like people will come into things and all was, was going up big time. Yeah, I totally believe it. Uh, Janetti, who you got? Nope. For the driven dude? Yeah. Uh, um, I do just pick one of our guys and we can move on. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I see, sir. Oh, lemonade. There you go. I yeah. Hey, man. Read the sign. Lemonade. <laughs> just for that commercial alone, he deserves to win. Very sure. Just for the fact that his baby has one of like the top ten most popular Instagrams and on the internet things you can win. Oh, it's too funny. Too freaking funny. All right, let me uh, our winning tweet, Mr. Final Level himself. Now, but, like, people will be listening, and don't think that we, like, glossed over this section because it was about driven dudes. Like, we just, we, we have no, like, I don't know about you guys, but my kid would have been the guy that plays Deathstroke every week. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we just don't have anything to say about, like, current dudes in pop culture. Oh, Except so for Bay's fondness for Rob Kardashian. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's so funny. Okay, next category. Let's do um, do musical guest of the year. But I have to log back in and remember who I picked. This one was really hard for me. I I could have like picked a few, but I just went with um I, I just made one pick for this, and that was um Eric Stacy. He used to be a faster pussycat, who um he came on came on once and he was on for about an hour and had a great interview. And he was promoting the new band he was with. Um, and then about two months later, uh, in that time, me and him formed a, a friendship. And in that time, he, there was a, a big thing happened in the band. And he actually came to me first and, and, and sent me the press release. He goes, here, I have not released Sister Press yet. I'm giving it to you first before I send it out. But I quit the band. 
and this is why. And he told me in detail about the things that he didn't even put in the press release. Um, and then he came on the following week to the show, and he did an over two-hour interview where he just talked anything and everything of, you know, his musical career of 30-plus years. And I just thought it was such a, a great, fun, interesting interview. And uh, that was my pick, was, was Eric Stacy. No, I, th- that was definitely or maybe close to the longest interview of the year. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, that's funny. I think I could have went a lot of different ways with this one. But, um, uh, man, see, you know, you got me thinking, though. I think this one's tougher than it's been in the last couple of years. What, what do you think? I'll tell you what, your pick, when you sent your pick over, I, I mean, I remember that interview. That It was his second appearance. He was he came on the show for the first time late last year, and then he came back on earlier this year, promoted the second single. And um, do, you me, do you want me to say his name or you want to say his name? Yeah, go ahead. You can. I mean, it's um, – Nick's pick was Mike Prodich from the band Red Sun Rising. Um, and he came back on earlier this year. It was like February or March. And we had formed, again, we had formed a relationship in that time. And I felt his second time on the show was so much better than the first time. Because it, there, you can tell there was that relationship formed. And it was just a, a lot funner. It was like a lot. It wasn't as... Um, you know, the like first timer or nervous on either part, we're feeling each other out. It was right. just more of a, a, a friend, friend to friend conversation. I, I just remember that one being an awesome interview. And, and I think, like, for me, I, I don't get too, like, fan crazy over anything anymore. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a grown man. <laughs> you know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but, but I think that, I, and I mean this with, like, all my heart, like, when we have the band on and when the, the two singles came out and when they're talking, I sometimes I get the feeling like, like, like imagine you're at the show, like the last show that Guns N' Roses did before they broke big. You know what I mean? Like every time that we get something from them, I feel like, damn, this is lucky that we're going to get because as soon as they break, they're going to be huge. Yeah, and the scary part is it's like it's their first album, and um, as a matter of fact, I picked um, that that song was in my top ten. Uh, Emotionless was what the song he was promoting at that point um, in my top twenty-five countdown. And I was saying in that, um, you know, this is their first album, and they've released three singles off of it, and all three singles have gone to number one. I mean, this band is just they're, they're just destined for greatness. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. And, and everything that you said, too, you know, it was, it was for a, the second interview, it was so much better than the first. And it was, uh, it, it wasn't an interview. It was those times where we have a guest and we're just chilling and talking. You know what I mean? And, and I, to me, right. those are some of the best interviews that you have. Yeah. I'll, t- I'll tell you another one, too. 
who's always and this guy I I, I just saw the name pop up and it actually he could have been uh, I mean he he can go down as best guest best uh, musical guest best interview funniest guest um, and he was just on a few weeks back and it's uh, Mark Gus Scott from Trickster I mean the dude is just he's on eleven all the time and he just he's just an open book and he's a fun open book and he just knows how to have fun. He knows how to hang. He knows how to play the game and he loves it. And he just has a blast with it. And again, when he was on a few weeks back, he just, again, the same thing. We just, we just had a freaking ball. See, there's someone else that I want to bring up and I'm hesitant to do it because I used it as a pick, I think, for best guest. And that's uh, all right. You, you can you can pick up you know in the same different categories. I just I think like when we talk about like best guests and and like best music interview, I, like Rachel Lauren has always been like one hundred with us. You know what I mean? Like it, it, her life has been an open book for us. You know what I mean, and she and she's another one that will come and hang it and stay the whole show if she can. You know what I mean, and it's usually always funny and it's usually always a good time. Right. Now, and were you on here musical when she came on? Yeah. Were you on here when she came on recently? Yeah, yeah. When she had a like, her mom was in the background and her dad were in the background and all. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm here yeah. then. Yeah, I, I um, think she's a tremendous guest in like multiple categories. Absolutely, absolutely. How about you, Janae? I, I was I, I was actually going to go with uh, with Rachel and myself because I like Rachel. Always nice, always courteous. Loves us. Oh God! Yeah, well, you know, love's totally driven. Not, uh, I don't know about us, but <laughs> <laughs> she loves the brand. Yeah, yep. there you go. Yeah. <laughs> this is a tough one. Yeah, Jimmy's going. Rachel, I'll go. Rachel. Wow, well, there you go. Best musical guest of the year. Rachel Lauren. <laughs> wow. What's interesting is I think she might have been my pick for last year, too. I, I, I wish we had all of our candidates from this year. I don't remember them. Wow, that one came out of nowhere. I wasn't expecting that one. I know. So now oh, we're down to what? The big three, right? Uh, hang on. Yeah. Let me put my winning tweet out, sir. Yeah, she actually, um, she finally got her, uh, her 
her Twitter changed as well. Because it, it used to be her, uh, like her real name and all, not her stage name. Oh, really? And they just actually just changed it recently, like in the last couple of weeks. It's now R. Loren official. So best guest category. Yeah. And I had down as best guest. I had a uh, Gabby Greco down as best guest because of <laughs> just the the insanity freak show situation that ensued. <laughs> Man, see, I, I like. I feel like I took all the wind out of my sail for this one. You know what I mean? Like. Because this is the one that I had Rachel Lorin in for because I, I started thinking about, like, best guest. And, and, like, she's the one that I know. When, when you used to send the lineup for the week or for the month or forever how long, and I saw her name, I would always, like, that's going to be a good show. Like, I knew we were going to have a good time. I knew it was going to get, you know what I mean? Like, it just, it, it was, it, she's always a reliable guest and, that's, that's why I want. That's why I didn't want to pick her for the last one. <laughs> right, I know, I know. Uh. See, so now, now I'm going to throw out there again. Best guest of the year. I'm going to say either Eric Stacy or Gabby Greco. Oh. See, that's it's tough, man. I put Rachel in there too. Rachel. Look, Nick, Nick. Well, what was Jim? What was Jimmy's pick? You know what? I would go. I like Rachel. I would go with Rachel for guest of the year, just because she's that sweet of a girl. And, uh, yeah. Because if you didn't win last, if you didn't win last, so Jeanette's picking her for guest of the year as well. Yeah. So there you go. Hard to argue. Wow. Rachel Lorin <laughs> is running away with things. So she is best best musical guest and best guest. Yeah. Wow. Wow. <laughs> 
Go, I Rachel, go. What, nothing has turned out the way that we thought it would. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of flabbergasted. All right, Ooh. two more. All right, let me send a, send a winning tweet out. Yeah, but I think about it for a second, though. Like, Rachel is a special guest. Like, it, totally. Like, I, there's I can't music news. You know what I mean? Like, there's her music stuff. There's just the personality that wants to hang and wants to have a good time. You know what I mean? Like, it's there's no boundaries to the conversation. It 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 does make sense, I think. I think if we had talked to Athena or Bobby more this year, they could have given her a run for the money. This is true. This is true. So best guess. Wow. Okay. Um, So we're down to two categories. Yep. All right. Totally driven guest interview of the year. So our total, yeah, our totally driven guest of the year. I had actually three choices for this. Um, two of them were the recently, which Nick didn't get a chance to hear. Um, one, um, I'm pretty sure I could. I heard he one. Of, hear. I've, I've heard one of them for sure. Oh, you what? Yeah, the the, the Nat D from Mob Wives. You heard correct. No and uh, Gertner. No, I didn't have him as interview. Totally driven interview of the year. Oh, okay, okay, my bad, my bad. No, I had um, I had Nat D from Mob Wives, and I had um, a couple weeks back we had these. Uh, they were both on the same show. We had a guy, um, David Richmond, who uh, he wrote his uh, his sister got sick with cancer and sadly passed away, and he formed this um, this charity called Cycle of Lives. And he rode his bicycle uh, 5,000 miles around the country, um, collecting money along the way and meeting people and um, raising, raising money for the charity along the way. Um, so it was either him. Uh, also on the same show, we had uh, this person, Ashley Burgess, who is a psychiatrist, uh, talk show host, author. I mean, she does it all. And... She was just a great conversation, a fun person to talk to, and and she's just she is twenty four seven on the go. I mean, she does seven. Imagine doing this show seven days a week. She does a freaking radio show seven days a week. Wow. Yeah. So I I mean, there's that, and then Nat D from Mob Wives because she has her hands in everything. And she is just nonstop, go, go, go. She's right now, she's in the middle of opening a, a tanning business with her mother. She's doing all these hosting gigs, all these appearances, uh, reality shows. She's doing all this crazy stuff. And also, too, for the month of December, her and her mom have been baking Christmas pies for people, for, and she's been <laughs> selling them. 
So she, she's like, people are trying to say I'm broke. She's like, I made an extra thousand dollars pocket money just making pies this month. What did you do? So there you go. <laughs> so that's that was one of my choices for a totally driven person of the year. Oh wow. <laughs> All right. Well, um, you know, I originally came back and I, and I only sent you one name, and, and I was thinking like maybe that's not fair. You know, it, it's kind of a story nobody can compete with. You know, but um, so I tried to see if there was one or two other people that may, you know, I, I could have a couple options like you did, and I think I came up with a second one as well. My first option was uh, our, our not too recent interview with uh, Kennedy Noel. And it's funny Kennedy's because I missed, I missed the first half of that uh, interview. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. You popped in midway through finally. Yeah, yeah. But she's always got, you know her music career and, and these other charities and so many different things going on in her life. And what, I, I don't know, like when we talk about totally driven, I think that's uh that, that's a big part of it. You know what I mean? Now she's another one. Like uh, Jeanette said about Rachel, who just loves totally driven. She's the same with, with us. I've, I've actually been talking with her people about bringing her over to Philly. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's uh, but but you know who else um stuck out in my mind was uh, there was a comic book guy that we had on. I I want to Sal. Sal Otero. And uh, again, like when we're talking like totally driven, you know what I mean? Like this is a guy that loves doing what he does. You know what I mean? Like he's not doing it for the money. He's not like he's. He loves it, and, and and he has a passion for it that I I mean I don't think I have a passion for anything the way he does for you know for his art. And to me, yeah, that's I'll tell you, totally driven. You know what I mean? He's been pumping out some amazing work. If you follow him on um on Instagram or whatever, and or if you're friends with him on Facebook, he's been just pumping out some amazing work. Oh man, that's so, so, so yeah. So I would, I, I would definitely, you know, those were the two that I think came to mind instantly. They're good ones, good choices, very good choices. You're making it more difficult. <laughs> Janetti, how about you? Uh, I'm going to go with the dude from uh, last week that drove around on his bike because you've got to be totally driven some way to do that crap on a bike. Yeah, that's hardcore, no, that man. It is. Totally that's, driven that's nuts. Great point. <laughs> but, yeah. I, I'll tell you what, too, and something about that, which I, I didn't tell – I don't think I told Janetti and, and Nick. I, I know I didn't tell you. As that interview was going on, as the tail end of the interview, I got an email, which I'm going to read it to you, from his PR person who was listening to it. Um, Pull it up. 
So as we were just wrapping up, she shoots me an email and says, Bay, that talk was amazing. You were really vulnerable and it made for an incredibly riveting conversation. Thank you so much. That's awesome. Yeah, because we, we were like really talking about the whole cancer thing and, um, you know, a question that I've always wondered, and I think we might even have talked about this before, um, me and you, Nick, possibly, where I've always said, like, I've wanted to, like, do, like, fundraiser-type things and stuff like that, but, like, I think to myself, like, what if I raise $100? And what am I going to do? Just, like, here you go. Here's $100 to American Cancer Society oh, right, or, or right, whatever. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, like, was, I feel, like, kind of embarrassing or, like, it's a waste or what's the point? And also, on the flip side, I kind of feel like so many billions of dollars have been raised. What are they doing with that money? And he, he explained it to, like – how no matter how small a donation is, it's worth it. And he said he had the same feelings and he talked to, you know, people involved in this stuff and they explained the situation to him. And then he explained it to us and, you know, he, he sold it, sold me one, you know, so he made me um, really open my eyes to a lot of things. Oh, wow. Well, I, I mean, that's pretty deep, you know what I mean? And, and, and also just, like, the, the whole aspect of totally driven, you know what I mean? Like, you're talking about physical and emotional, you know what I mean? Like, I, I can change my vote easily for that. Yeah, yeah. Cool. I'm cool with that. All right. David Richmond, it is. Good for him. And his charity, if anybody's interested to, to check it out, it's called Cycle of Lives. Very cool. Wow. We're coming up on uh, the last one. The big one. Let me just get this tweet out here. Okay. Here we go. Final category for your 2016 awards. And that is going to be best interview of 2016. Well, I'm going to carry another one over again. So uh, here, here was my choice. Um, I'm going to throw Eric Stacy back out there again. Um, Bobby Brown, who I felt this was, and we even said it to her at the end of the interview, this was her best interview. This was her time to shine. We got kind of the same type of interview out of Bobby this time around like we did from Athena. Uh, it wasn't as good as Athena's, because Athena had really had a lot more stuff to divulge. Um, right. But we we totally did um, go places where we never went before Bobby, and she was very open and honest and you know, and, and she was even kind of shocked that, like, we were shocked that, like, <laughs> and, and she was, like, surprised, too. But I, I just felt that was definitely, I mean, Bobby's been on the show, what, six, seven times, whatever it's been. I thought that was definitely Bobby's uh, best actual interview. And 
also, too, I had another choice. And the name has been mentioned a few times tonight. And that is um, Tony Tennille. I thought the interview with Tony Tennille was just incredible. Um, I felt like talking to her, like I just felt a connection, instant connection with her. Very awesome to talk with. Um, she, she, uh, I mean, if you didn't read the book, she told a lot of things in the book and a lot of stuff about her marriage to the captain that, I mean, it was before I got to read the book and I was just blown away and I, I could not believe. And she held no, nothing back. She pulled no punches. She told it straight up and she does in her book. Her book is phenomenal. If you haven't checked it out, check it out. Her mem- it's, I think the memoir, her memoirs, it's called or something. But uh, it's, it came out this year. And um, I actually, I'm like all about the audiobooks now. So if you get the audiobook, she actually reads it. And it's really an amazing story from what she grew up from to what she became. What she became. And honestly, the horrible marriage she was in for years. So it just, uh, yeah. Very interesting. All right. Well, um, I, <laughs> it's funny because every time we got into one of these thinking it was, you know, a, a short thing, there's a slur. But I, I agree with you 100% on Daniel with this one because it was, you're right, there was nothing held back, you know what I mean? And sometimes we'll get authors on who will say stuff like, uh, oh, well, I don't want to tell you that because it's in the book, you know what I mean? But she had yeah. a, a different story or another story or she really went deep, I think. It, that one is... Uh, is a really hard one to beat. And, and yeah, and and with her too, it was. It, it's kind of like when we've talked to like your your Cindy Williams or your your Anson Williams or you know that them ones from the seventies that you really, especially for like me and Janetti who are a little older than you, Nick. That you know they're ones that we really grew up with in our young childhood and we would see on TV, you know, weekly and stuff like right. that and. You know, uh, yeah, it, it's just a, a weirder thing when you're actually, I mean, for any of them, but I, I don't know, it's more so with, like, I guess people from our childhood, our, our real small childhood, that we that were really bigger than life stars, you know what I mean? Right, absolutely. That's, now... <laughs> You're, you're going to hate me for this because it may turn into, like, a totally driven mystery that never gets solved. But I was thinking that there was another interview that I thought really struck a chord with me. And it may have been last year. And I'm going to give you so little information that you may never be able to figure out which interview this was. But I, I remember that it was a, he was a professional athlete. And I want to say he was a football player or a boxer. He was also a used car salesman, and he just had, like, the shittiest life for somebody with the amount of talent and luck that he had. Uh, was it Larry? Larry something? Oh, I can't remember, man. You're, you're going to hate that. Oof. Um... I'm trying to think. 
I instantly was thinking Icky Woods. Um, it, it may have been. I just remember, like, him talking about drug addiction and you know, just, like, you, you would never... Never expect. It wasn't a life that you wanted. You know what I mean? Even though it was coming from somebody oh. else, you know. Oh, man. Let me, uh, let me see. I'm running through the 2015 guest list. Let me see here. There was the comedian Sarge, who, remember, he he had the drug problem early on. Um, Yeah, let me me go back to this show. Yeah, I I told you it was going (laughs) to... I wish I could remember, man, but I just remember, like, I, 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 I want to say that he told a story about, like, trying to sell cars and, and doing drugs on the job or something like that, and I, I, I wish I could remember more. Yeah, I remember it. I just can't remember who it was. I just I I remember because I we went into the interview and I was thinking that it was going to be a pretty quick and and painless interview and it ended up turning into this like biography that was horrible. I wonder if it was Icky Woods. I don't remember. Oh oh oh. Well, Oh, uh, J.R. Richard? Is that who you meant? Oh, uh, baseball you know player? That, that that may be it. I let me. Uh, I'm gonna look it up because I I have like the picture in my head. He was promoting his book. Yes. J.R. Richard. I mean, I don't know if it's fair because I couldn't remember his name, but. <laughs> Yeah, that that was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was playing in Houston. Yep, Houston Astros. He's the one that talked to us about having a stroke and yep. uh, all yeah. that all that crazy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he wow. like didn't he become a minister later in life? I think he did. Like he that's what he does now or whatever. Well, if that was last year then it doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> uh, how about uh Janetti, how about you? Janetti. 
You guys on mute? I know. I mute. Hello? You went to bed? He's still there. Oh, you're killing me, Janetti. Uh, yeah, see, I keep thinking, but I forget I'm on mute. Uh, <laughs> so you just had a great conversation with yourself. Yeah, I did. I did. I, you know what? To break it down, I'm just going to go with Tennille. <laughs> 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 <sighs> uh, there it is. So. Wow. So is that our winner, Tony Keneal? Yeah, I, th- I think that's a great pick. Yeah. There you go. There you go. Mm-hmm. I mean, at, at this point, too, Bay, like, you could put together, uh, like, a best of the totally driven TV interviews, and you could have, like, Shirley Williams, you know, you know what I mean? Like you, have, we have. There's such a huge guest list there, with some really like golden interviews. Oh, you're right. Yeah, you're absolutely right. There's a lot of interviews. I'm, I, I can look at them and say like, first off, I can say like, wow, we had them on the show, and then second off, like I'm just like really blown away of the the quality of the interview. That'd be cool. That'd be a cool best of, like, uh, classic TV guests, and you do, like, Ernest Thomas, uh, Marshall Warfield, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, big time. That'd be a great theme. Hey, you know what, um, what was I going to say? I forgot what I was going to say. Figures, right? <laughs> well, do you want to go over the winners one more time? Yeah, let's uh, let's do that. Let me uh, right here. Okay. okay. So, your 2016 winners are Best Radio ID, E.G. Daly. Funniest Guest, Gabby Greco. Funniest moment, Janetti versus the Kardashians. <laughs> Driven Darling, Katie Lutz. Lots, Lutz, whatever that is. Sarah Lance from Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, the Driven Dude of the Year, Ice Motherfucking T. <laughs> Talk shit, get shot. Uh, best Musical Interview of the Year, Rachel Lorin. Best Guest of the Year, Rachel Lorin. Totally Driven Interview of the Year, David Richmond, and Best Interview of the Year, Miss Tony Tennille. There's there's a lot of surprises on that. Most of them. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, most it's of funny them. because there's there's some of the names were on everybody's list, but in different places. It's weird how that worked out. I'm, I'm t- my, my in my head, 
for most of the year, I had Eric Stacy walking away with a music interview. I had Bobby Brown winning the best interview. Uh, totally driven person. It was really up in the air. Um, best guest again, that, that was kind of up in the air because we've had so many people that it could have been. Um, I, I felt like you were leaning heavy on Gabby Greco. Right. Yeah, I, mean, I, I was, was, I, I was yeah. picturing her more in that category than the funniest guest, but yeah, I mean, either way she did, I, she had to win something for that, for her appearance. Totally. Very nice. You can hear you the go. shock in your voice. <laughs> I, I, I am. I, I am. Best, best bumper, like, I, I totally forgot about the Easy Daily one. I'm so glad you remembered it because it definitely was, um, I felt, once you hear it, it's definitely the walkaway winner. But, it, yeah, it, somehow it slipped under our radar for a long time. You know, it gets hard just to keep track of them all. Yeah, totally. I think another one, too, like, I'm going to throw this out there since we're all already voted, but I kind of find it amazing that uh, none of the major crimes people ever make the list. They haven't been on in a while. Yeah, no, true, true. I mean, it's been about a year and a half since. Uh, oh wow, that long. It's it's been it's been a while. As a matter oh, of fact, man. I'm hoping to rekindle the connection because um, one of the guests we had on the last couple of weeks, the, the the psychiatrist girl, um, who we had on a couple of weeks back, uh, has the same PR person as Tony. So I'm hoping that'll rekindle uh, the relationship there. Oh, nice. Yeah. So nice. Well, this is a lot of fun. Thank you for coming back on, Nick. Oh yeah, man, it was awesome. Cool. Now I know you uh, you had messaged me and told me you had uh, some stories you wanted to tell about uh, letters from homes. Oh. <laughs> Do you want to hear that story now? Oh, absolutely. Okay, so <laughs> it's just—it's crazy. It's—I it, mean, I, I don't know how super funny it is, but I put it out there. You know, I do these uh, letters that you can get for anybody for their birthday, for wedding anniversary, whatever. Where it's from, like Sherlock Holmes, and uh, I started doing a second one that that were um, letters from. David Tennant's version of the doctor. And, uh, of course, I don't do it because I don't know enough about it, but my mother-in-law has been doing the writing, and then, you know, we send them out. And we send them out on, like, parchment paper, and she found this, like, online thing that does, like, the Gallifrey alphabet or whatever. So she puts all these cool symbols on it, and it's a really cool little keepsake for five bucks. So I put an ad up on Fiverr that was just, like, you know, uh, letters from the doctor, and then it goes in and it explains, you know, only from the David Tennant version and, you know, this many words or whatever, and uh, five bucks a piece. So uh, it started about three months ago that I would log into my account every day and I would have outstanding balances like $1,000, $500, $750, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, nobody ordered that many letters. And uh, 
here they were people sending me custom offers. Because it said letters from the doctor, I was getting people that were sending me messages that were like, could you send me, like, test results that say I have cancer and I'll pay you $500? (laughs) People that wanted it to be, like, a letter from their lawyer giving custody to their, like, they just wanted forged documents. And they were offering huge amounts of money. And, like, if I wasn't so afraid of having, like, an active sex life in prison, I, I would have totally took them <laughs> up on it. But, uh, yeah. Holy fuck. Dude, I had no idea where you were going with this until you said the title again. Yeah. And then it just and, hit and me. Oh, that's fucked up. Altogether, I've had 11 different ones. For like a total of like twenty seven hundred dollars. Ooh, yeah, it's crazy. And people, I guess, seem to think that just because you write in cursive, it means the document is official. <laughs> like I don't get it. But that shit—it's crazy, right? That's fucked up. Yeah. So what did you do? Just like deny the orders or something? Like. Pretty much, I just said, that's not what I do. You know, it's about a TV show. It's hard. It, every time, it's hard to turn it down. Cause it's, it would be so easy. I'm surprised you haven't gotten one from Hillary Clinton asking for, like, you know, a forged document to the Electoral College. That not the elect- <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But I'm, I'm telling you guys. Else. Custody, uh, letters from the doctor that say, like, you don't have diseases, uh, all kinds of stuff, a, 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 high school, a high school and a college degree, all kinds of stuff. That's crazy. Mick, uh, you know, if you, can, if you can, down the line, you, you know a new business to get into. Yeah. <laughs> If I ever get really brave about going to prison, yeah, I don't know, dude, because I'm in Arizona and Kent City is no joke. Like, I'm not, I'm not built for that. Huh. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't think you'd look good in pink. But no, you right. Know. And you don't like bologna sandwiches, do you? I mean, I like bologna, but I'm not trying to be in a tent when it's 120 degrees outside. (laughs) Oh, man. But, yeah, dude, I I thought you'd get a kick out of that. It's insane, like, the level of people out there that are just looking for some shady stuff. Not surprised. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. People are fucking shady. Now, wasn't there another one, too? Wasn't there, like, a stalker or something? Oh, man, I, I, like, I'm not even 100% sure I should tell you this one, but I know that my mother-in-law will never hear it, but it, it, it all started, (laughs) it all started after the fire, and, uh, we had a GoFundMe, and, and the GoFundMe went great, and, and, then it had no activity for a while, and we were going to shut it down. And then just one day, randomly, there was another, like, 
deposit, and nobody knew who it was from. And they left a really weird message that didn't really seem to make any sense or whatever. And and we didn't think much of it. And then about two months later, my mother-in-law started talking to me about, like, this guy who she used to know who was, like, her husband and her used to be friends with him and her, the wife. They used to, you know, I don't know what the hell old people did when they get together, eat to get, you know, eat ambrosia right. salad and shit like that. Whatever, whatever, you know, key parties or whatever they did in the 70s. But, like, <laughs> she hadn't talked to him in, like, 30 years. And she, he sent her a message on Facebook that was, like, you know, really long-winded and, and just over-explanatory that his wife died and, you know, he was lonely and, you know, he wanted to reconnect. And my wife replied because she shares a Facebook account with her mom because she doesn't really use the Internet. And she was like, hey, like, my mom doesn't, like, log on to this. And uh, he flipped out, like, you're a, you're a fucking liar. I can't believe you're doing this. You're just trying to keep us apart. And, of course, she blocked him right away. You know what I mean? And then, like, four months after that, she started getting these emails that were just, like, like, they were schizophrenic conversations, babe. They were just, like... I think the only thing that ever stood in our way was your husband, and now that he's at, and she's like, dude, I haven't talked to this dude in 30 years, and, like, they, they were never friends, like, he was the husband of a friend, and, like, he, like, the dude was that shit insane, and you're talking about, like, stalkers for 70-year-olds. <laughs> oh, man. But you, I mean, you wouldn't believe the level of insanity that was in these emails. It was just, I know you're not replying because your family doesn't want us to be together. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, I always felt there was a connection between the two of us, and you were trying to hide it from me. And I was just like, holy shit. Like, this guy's going to uh, – we joke around with her all the time that, uh, like, we're going to come home, and it's going to be this dude wearing her skin. so after all that was said and done like did you look at your mother-in-law differently like holy shit like she's got stalkers yeah but it's uh, yeah it's crazy it's i we haven't heard anything in a while i sent back a very like specific response and was just like this is stalking and harassment. We're going to call the police. Don't ever contact us again. And then we did like a total block. You know what I mean? Like, and there hasn't been any news yet, but I mean, one day, like he's just going to show up at the door. <laughs> I'm telling you, he's going to be wearing a Helen suit. It's, it's no joke. <laughs> That's crazy. You think like by seventy? You think by like seventy? Like you got your shit handled to a point where like the unexpected doesn't happen, right? <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden you get a stalker. Dude, craziness, you know, shows no uh, shows no prejudice to age. It's it's amazing. That's funny. Wow. 
Well, Christmas is upon us. Um, it is. Yeah. How about Janetti? What are you doing there? You doing anything at all down there? What's going on, man? Uh, no. No. Will you be doing eBay? Mm. Now I still have a bunch of uh, auctions going. They're going into the new year, and and uh, got some stuff that still has to go up. But yeah, that's probably what I'll do. Could be listening to uh, some big finish audio. Yeah. Oh well, I always have that. Doctor Who is Sunday night, and and tomorrow night, or or probably Saturday night. I think I'll finally watch. I taped uh, the Charlie Brown Christmas special, which aired actually like the first week of friggin' December. So I'm, I think I'm going to save that for Christmas Eve. I'll watch that. And then, yeah. So everybody's waiting for Christmas. I'm just waiting for Doctor Who. So I just got a response from uh, Mr. Germer. It was an honor to be nominated alongside musical icon Tony Tennille and my animated crush Buttercup of the Powerpuff Girls. <laughs> oh, hey, you know what? Because it's been a while, Bay, I, I have a couple words for you, and I'm going to need to hear your reaction. Uh-oh. Are you, are you ready? No, it's good. It's good, I think. Uh, okay. All right. War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, Fuck. Yeah. Come on. <laughs> oh, as soon as I saw the trailer, I was like, I bet you today is just crazy right now. Dude, I had fucking chills. I, I was, like, so fucking pumped. I cannot wait. Shit is going to go fucking crazy. I, I don't think they could have picked a better person than Woody Harrelson to, to, to do that. Agreed. Totally agree. Yeah, it's gonna be Oh awesome. man! I'll, I'll tell you what, and I'm really shocked. Um, and I know you don't like these movies, but the new Fast and the Furious movie looks awesome. It looks fucking awesome. I I can't believe they have him turning on them though. It's I I, I think it's it's got to be a fake or something. I I, I, I don't it, know. It's got to be because like the whole theme of it is like never betraying your family. Right. But it, it's crazy. I, what's crazy is how far these movies have gone. I, like, I don't think there's even been drag racing in the last couple. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I was even thinking that, uh, about that uh, like earlier today because I was thinking about the trailer and all, and I'm saying to myself, the people that when they first started these movies, you know, whenever it was 15 years ago or whatever, um, they must be laughing hysterically. They must think, like, we made this stupid movie, and now we're on number eight, and we're just racking in so many millions of dollars. But you know what, dude? Like, in a way, it's like the American James Bond. It, it, it really yeah. is. Like, it's it, it embraces that whole, you know what I mean? Like... It's the young, young, younger American James Bond. You know what I mean? Like, this is uh, our man Flint. <laughs> yeah. Right. I, I I never would have looked at it that way. 
because they've turned into, or maybe it's maybe not James Bond. How about maybe like our Ocean's Eleven? Yeah, I, uh, you know, the James Bond like reference is kind of cool. Yeah, I, I, I think it it fits, man. It's they've turned into something completely different than they were, but each one, you know what I mean? Like, there's so many the stunts that they pull off like that's that's worth the price of the ticket alone just to see you know the crazy thing they're going to do next yeah oh yeah because i mean last one it was jumping from the building to building uh you know so the, and yeah and coming out of the airplane i mean and they got to keep topping themselves the building the building scene is one of my favorite scenes in all of the movies And me, honestly, I hated it. Did you really? I did. I just, I, I couldn't imagine what it took to pull something like that off. That, that's why, because I, I think to myself, there's no way it could have happened. Like, there's just no <laughs> way. There's, there's just not enough room for it to happen. Right. And there's not enough it's stopping just... room for it to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> Oh man! Oh, that's funny. But I'll go with it. I'll go with it. You know, whatever it adds, good stuff. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm. So, how about you, Nick? What do you? What's uh, what's the Christmas plans out there in the desert for you guys? Just you know, Christmas at home. You know what I mean? Just try to do like uh, as traditional a Christmas as possible. Nice. It's been a rough year, and I think we're finally at a point where, like, life is normal. Uh, school just ended, so my daughter has a three-week break, and it's the first time we'll just have, like, downtime. You know what I mean? Right. That's good, man. And how about the whole uh, the whole school thing? What's going on with that? Um, I, I think my return date is January 10th. So we'll see. Yeah. Very, very cool. Well, that's good. Things things are uh, things are rolling in a good direction then. They are, man. I mean, from where we started, <laughs> it could only go one way. <laughs> like <laughs> you never know. It could. It, it just when you think it can't get worse, it could possibly get worse. But thankfully, it went the right way. Right. <laughs> Very true. That's awesome. This has been great, man. I, I missed talking there. Absolutely, man. Fun. Yeah, you got to come back and do more. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's been so much we haven't discussed, like all the superhero shows, crossovers. How yeah, fucking no. good Arrow is this season? <laughs> oh, man. It really is. I think it's like the number one show out of the bunch right now, story-wise. Oh, without a doubt. Yeah. Without a doubt. And that's such a surprise, considering how strong Flash was last season. I tell you, I, I, I still think Flash is good this year. Yeah, it's it's, totally. it's had some really incredible moments, 
But um, overall, just Arrow has been just on point. I think Legends took a really long time to find out what kind of show it wanted to be, but it's starting to really come together. Mick yeah. is amazing. And yeah. uh, the new thing they're doing with the Atom and Steel, where they're, like, competing against each other, it's it's funny because they're both, like, these big-ass nerds, too. <laughs> right. Oh, and he was a great addition to the cast. You know the the loose link though is is the uh, the vixen. Yeah, and Rip, like we don't know where he is or where he's gonna fit in. It's gonna be interesting. But dude, I, I mean, what about every time you think that Legends is just sort of a funny kind of you know comic book type show, they pull off something like the episode where. Mick was hallucinating that uh, Captain Cold was there talking to him. Right. It's it's crazy the performances they're getting out of these actors. Yeah, they're all stepping up and kicking ass. Now, when they come back, it's going to be they move nights to Tuesdays after Flash. Yeah. Which is probably... Yeah, I, th- I think that's a better move. I mean, on Thursday night, you're going up against some heavy hitters. Yeah, and it sent- I mean, it is sort of the lesser show, so it makes sense to have it built in with the Flash, you know what I mean? You, the audience is already there. Right. And another show, which is freaking phenomenal, that you turned me on to, is um, Designated Survivor. Dude, it is. I think, like, 24 and, like, Prison Break, at times, it's, like, heart-pounding TV. It's it's amazing. Amazing. Uh, and and yeah, I'll tell you what, I, I watch that show, and I want Kiefer Sutherland to be our president. <laughs> no, I hear you, dude. It's Crazy. it's a good show, man. It's 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 tense. It is awesome fucking show. A lot of good TV going on, man. Yeah. And and something I've done, I was hoping to have it ready to roll for tonight, but I didn't. So I'm gonna have to uh, touch base with you guys over the weekend and let you know how it did. Um, I went the other day and I bought a uh, um, an antenna for the TV. Oh, I'm yeah. going. I'm I'm going to start uh, the process of cutting the cord. Oh, nice. Yeah, because I, I I gotta I cut bills and shit. Shit's crazy I right now. I definitely want to hear how that goes. Yeah, so I, I went the other day and went to Best Buy and um, you know the person working there he uh, he showed me this one that um, he said this is the one that he's had the most people come back and buy more of them after they bought the first one because they said the the picture quality is so good and they get like 50 to 60 channels off of it. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. Now, we'll when see. we we'll first, see. when we moved into this house after the fire, there was like a week there that um, 
we didn't have cable or anything like that, and we bought a like a real cheap one from Walmart. And it did. It it got like ten channels, but it it really was amazing. You couldn't really tell the difference. I don't think. Yeah, you know, some uh, a guy on Facebook, one of that I'm friends with from one of the bands that's been on the show, he put up last week that um, he decided, you know, it was time to cut the cord, and he, he said he went to Target, he bought one for twenty bucks, he gets over a hundred channels, and that that's what made me say like, you know what? Fuck it, like it's time, right? Like you know, because most of the shows we watch are all on regular network TV anyway. The only real like networks I watch besides like my major networks is A and E, History Channel, and Discovery Channel. Right. Yes. So there's hundreds of channels that you don't need. Right. I think it's smart, man. And for some of the channels, you if you really want HBO, you can pay just to watch HBO online, and it's only like you know. Eight bucks or something like that. Dude, I don't need it. I got the Dragon Box. Right, right, right. No, I was just saying, though, you know. We watch that Dragon Box more than we watch, like, regular cable TV anymore. That's crazy. Especially right now without the um, without the shows on, you know, because they're all on winter break. Ooh, here's a good show for you. Really fucking awesome show. It's a Hulu original with... Um, okay. Hugh Laurie House. It's called Chance. Okay. Chase. Chance, yeah. Fucking awesome. It it was nothing like what I thought it was gonna be at the end of the episode. <laughs> Good stuff. Good fucking show. I watched the first episode and, and I, I I didn't know what it was and I was going to turn it off and I said I'd wait till the end and by the time I got to the end I was like I have no idea where this is going. Yeah. Fucking great. I I got sucked into it. Just started watching it. I even I didn't even see like the first couple episodes. I got sucked in around episode three or four and then I was like each week chomping at the bit for it to come out. Oh wow. Yeah. So much good stuff going on. So much good TV. Heck yeah. Well, all right. Well, hey, this has been fucking awesome. <laughs> hey, here's here's something too that they're doing. I want to go to this so bad. They're doing a 40th anniversary of Slapshot out in um, Johnstown, PA, where they filmed the movie. Oh, really? Yeah. Where Dude, that's they're having. Be awesome. um, it's fucking expensive, though. Is um, it? <laughs> yeah. Um, where the fuck is the thing? There's yeah, like but how many more guys. years? How many more years are these people going to be alive? You know what I mean? Right, like, right, exactly. There ain't too many more of these left. Yeah. It, it sucks. I mean, there's only, I mean, like, the Hansons are going to be there, and, like, three or four of the other guys from the movie are going to be there. Um, 
But they're doing. It's kind of cool because they're doing. I guess it's like a one day thing, all in like one day, where you like you get a bus tour of the town with everybody, and you go around like all the filming locations and all that. You go to have dinner at like the bar that they hung in at the movie. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean a lot of cool things. They're going to do like they're actually going to play a game. Uh, they're going to play hockey, and there's one package where you can actually be on the team with them and play. Oh, dude, this, this, oh, man, that's so worth it. <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, the cheap package is 250 a person. The expensive package is 500 a person. That's the package where you get to play with them. I, I can't get on skate, so. Dude, I thought you were going to say a lot more than 500, so. Yeah, I mean, it's it's not bad. But then you got to figure, yeah, where the hell is Johnstown at? Down, I think it's out by Pittsburgh, so, I mean, Travel, hotel. I don't know, but that's uh, that's the end of February. Damn. They just uh, they just announced it last week. <laughs> so all right, well I guess uh, I guess that's it for the year. Uh, I want to thank uh, thank Mr. Janetti. Thank Nick for uh, hanging out and doing our best of uh, 2016. Uh, I want to thank all of our uh, all of our guests of 2016. Uh, I want to thank Kristen Burt for uh, another year of incredible stories and conversation. And um, yeah, just thank everybody. Thank you, uh, everybody, for tuning in, and thank everybody for being totally driven. I want to thank. Uh, I gotta thank. I mean, we truly have a number one fan, uh, Kyoko, who just like is awesome. She's always sharing our stuff out and promoting the shows and helping and just kicking ass. Thank you, Kyoko. You're the best. So, um, yeah, there's a show. Now it's um, time to go to bed. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, congratulations to all our winners. Yeah. All shockers. (laughs) Look at that. Yeah. I got to get a – we got to make a – well, actually, um, the website is probably going to be getting redone next month. I'm going to break down. I'm having oh, that really? person do it. Yeah, I'm having that person, like, redo it and do it right and nice. make it look real. Yeah, so. <laughs> it looks It looks okay now, but, I mean, it needs to look – better. Now, I know what you mean, though. Like, there's certain things that you want that I think would fit exactly what you're trying to do, and, and it's just beyond, you know what I mean, the capabilities of what we had. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I mean, I think, uh, especially you, I mean, dude, you, you did an amazing job for not knowing what you were doing. <laughs> you know, you would just right, right. get in there, you'd, you'd get in there, play around, and boom, it was just like, holy fuck, go Nick, go. Yeah, I mean, we we tried out so many different things. You know what I mean? People don't remember, but we went we went through a lot of different uh, trials. <laughs> a lot of trial and error. Oh so, man. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, okay. We'll be honest. 
going to, uh, yeah, I guess wrap it up and get ready for another lovely day at work tomorrow. And... <laughs> <sighs> All right. There you go. All right. I, got, like, I, I, I don't have to, uh, you know, whatever. I don't even know. <laughs> I can get fucking get delirious now. All right. Well, there you go. Thanks to everybody. If I don't talk to you guys, which I probably will, have an incredible Christmas. Um, yeah. There you go. <laughs> we'll talk. Oh, <laughs> uh, all, right. all right. I'll talk to you guys. Everybody, have a good right. night. Safe night. And uh, we'll be back in 2017. Actually, there's going to be a, a pre-taped episode next week, but uh, overall, we'll be back live in 2017. So until then, have a happy holiday and a safe new year, and um, drink one for me, because I'm going to drink one for you. Until then, stay driven, everybody. See ya! Good night, everybody! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18+. Plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC.